Yo, where are you? What? I'm, I'm at home. Why? Where are you? I, well, I'm, you're supposed to be here. I'm, I'm waiting here with the three-year-old. We got Tom and Michelle's message on Twitter to uh, go to the opening weekend of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. So I'm waiting for, like, the Uber or the taxi or the limousine or whatever Tom and Michelle are going to send us to go celebrate the anniversary episode with them. I've been watching all the videos of Galaxy's Edge. I've been crying all day long, and now I'm just waiting to... I don't know if they chartered a flight for us or what, but I don't know where you are. No. 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 They, um... No. What? No, they're going to Galaxy's Edge. We are staying in New York. No, the Twitter... The Twitter message from Hyperion Adventures podcast to... The Dillo Diz podcast for both for for both of us, not just just me, Frank, you, Jen, it, to go. It says yeah, our recap of Galaxy's Edge. Uh, what do you mean? No, no, it's their anniversary show, and we're just here to wish them a happy anniversary. Not to go. You think? You think we got a major invite like that, and I wouldn't probably already be on a plane. No, we're just wishing them a happy anniversary. But I really want to go to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. No, no, no one's coming for you. But, but the three-year-old, she's she's building a castle in the living room. She's she's ready to see mm-hmm. the Sleeping Beauty's castle for the first time, Disneyland. We're going to see it for the first mm-hmm. time together. I mean, I did see that was finally uncovered, but no, no, not not now. So we're just we're just time. doing the, the anniversary message then that's all we're recording. That's that's right. That was really really nice of them. I mean, they they recorded something from us that was awesome, and we loved it. And now we have just to repay the favor. Okay, okay. So I'm going to clear the boards here, and and I'm going to start the recording new. Okay. So oh, okay. They'll never know. Yeah. Tom and that would be like really know. awkward. Like if they heard all that, they would be like, that would be weird. Okay. That we thought we were okay. going to Galaxy's Edge. Right. Come on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. So I'm going to count it back from, like, three, two, one, and I'll say three, okay. two, one, go. Three, okay, just edit two, all this out. Like, yeah, yeah just take all this out. Three, yeah. two, one, go. Hey, Tom and Michelle, it's your one-year anniversary. We're so happy for you guys. A great year of sharing your love and energy for all things Disney and Marvel and Pixar and the whole thing. We wish you all the best for year number two. I am so excited for you guys. You have... So much enthusiasm, and I love listening to the show all the time. I love how much you love Star Wars. I mean, I think that's probably what uh, how you won Frank over for sure. But we do sure. love listening to the show, and we're so happy for your first year in. And we know the second year will just be even better than the first, if that's possible. So from Dillo's Days to Hyperion Adventures Podcast, all the best. I'm Frank, and that's Jen. Bye-bye. Deuces. I I can't believe it. We were wondering where they were I all know. day yesterday. Oh, my God. We sent the limo. Right? We chartered a plane. Frank, Jen, what happened? I'm so sorry, you guys. Man, I thought it was pretty clear. You had your chance. We had your reservation for Galaxy's Edge on the second day. 
Oh, man, you missed it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, seriously, that was awesome. Yeah. Thank you, Frank. Thank you, Jen. Dillo's Diz, you guys are amazing. Theme Park Thursday, you should listen to them. Follow them on social media at Dillo's Diz. Um, that was fantastic. And yes, uh, they pretty much summed up our show right there with that uh, <laughs> funny little thing they did. Exactly. And we really appreciate the, the great wishes and the love that you sent to us. It was... Very professionally done, I would say. Right. <laughs> it's awesome. That was so good. I, I love that so much. Uh, so hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to the Hyperion Adventures podcast. I hope we didn't throw you off too much there with Frank and Jen coming on. Uh, what a special thing for them. And yes, this is our anniversary show. And we are going to have a lot of fun today. For oh, sure. man, I am looking forward to it. It's been um, a couple, at least a couple of weeks now in the making of getting some things ready for this and some great activities we've recently done that we can't wait to talk about. But yeah, I'm so excited about this episode. Right. Absolutely. So, of course, I'm Tom. As always, I'm here with my wonderful, beautiful (laughs) Star Wars Galaxy's Edge loving wife, Michelle. Hello. Thank you, sweetie. (laughs) We are going to have a lot of fun today. We are recording the show on Sunday, June 2nd, 2019. It is our anniversary show. We appreciate you joined us today. We appreciate that you've joined us all year or whenever you picked up this show. We love all all of you, all of our Hyperion adventurers, um, please find us all all over uh, the different podcast outlets. The best place to find us, however, is our own website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. We've been doing a lot recently to kind of spruce that up. Yeah, and also there's other ways to reach out to us. You can subscribe to us, tell a friend about us, mm-hmm. and listen to us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Am I missing any? Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud. There's a few (laughs) others out there. There's a bunch of others that I'm not even getting to here. If we don't have us on the place that you find podcasts regularly, let us know. We're trying to get into a couple other ones right now, uh, and we'll hopefully be out there for you, and we want to expand our listenership and expand the ways you can listen to us within the coming year. Right. And as you mentioned, the the, um, website has really been spruced up. You've been doing some awesome work on that. It's looking great. So we really want to invite people out there. Uh, In addition to capturing our podcast there, we have our movie reviews, we have Mm -hmm. some uh, other blog information. So and we're going to continue to grow that we're going to add some more things and and some other exciting things we're going to talk about later. We're going to talk about all that later off. But uh, you can find especially we've made some great friends and they're going to be all over this show today. And you just heard, of course, Dillo's Diz there. Uh, We have some other great friends that are going to be joining us today. And we have a lot of fun on social media. Find us on social media on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. If you ever want to reach out to the show, please email us Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. Right. We love to hear from people. We love to hear uh, if you want to email us and give us some ideas, feedback. Doing reviews is awesome as well. And as you said, honey, we are very much into social media. We love it. We love our family out there um, on Twitter and everything. Lots of fun. Mm -hmm. Lots of fun. We have a blast on there. And these people have reached out to us. We reached out to them. We want them to be part of this show. And they came through big time. You're going to hear uh, so many of them today. And we have so many friends that didn't even get to have a chance to be with us because we're just, this show is just so jam packed, but we have 
so many that are joining us, and we're so thrilled that they are. So we do have a lot of stuff for you today, including, of course, we'll be celebrating our anniversary episode. Uh, we'll be recapping our first year along with some appearances from some of our friends that you just heard. Uh, we'll be looking forward to year number two of the Hyperion Adventures mm-hmm. podcast, all the stuff that we have coming up. Well, much of the stuff that we have coming up uh, the next year. And we also have a special announcement that you're going to want to hang out for near the end of this show. That's right. Yeah. Wait till the end. Wait till the end. <laughs> Stick around. It's going to be cherry on the top, right? That's right. Yeah, something like that. So, <laughs> But before we get to all that fun, we had some real fun yesterday. And so we want to get to our main topic. Well, our main topic is really our anniversary. But, you know, we've been building up to this for a long time. Our trip to the Disneyland Resort for the opening weekend of Star Wars Galaxy Day. So there it is, just a little bit of the theme, the new John Williams theme for Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Oh my God, what a day we had yesterday. Uh, Yeah, I don't even think there's really great words to describe how fabulous it is, Mm -hmm. um, how, like, things we've heard on, you know, ads and on Twitter and things like that, the amount of detail, attention to detail was just spectacular. The cast members and how they really Mm -hmm. are into it and everything, it, it was so special. I mean... I'm getting choked up. Yes, okay. uh, here we go. <laughs> the show may be a lot of that today. Um, yeah, uh, we'll get into more about Galaxy Days. But I want to start talking about our whole day because it was an amazing day start to finish yesterday. It was. Um, we had some things plotted out that we really wanted to try. There were some new things out there that we hadn't experienced before. So we wanted to check it out. So we got up really, really early. And, you know, we, we live in San Diego. So we're, especially early in the morning when there's not, hardly any traffic. Uh, we can get up there in about an hour and a half, maybe an hour and 20 minutes, depending on how much of a lead foot I am. And I was a lead <laughs> foot yesterday. Uh, we got up there. We got to our hotel. We have a special, like uh, a good neighbor hotel that we like to stay at. I'm not going to advertise for them because they don't advertise with us. Although if they want to, be happy to. We love this place. And if you're wondering if you're ever going to Disneyland, I would be happy to recommend this place to you. Uh, we got there and it was amazing. We were able to check right into our room early at like 730 in in the morning, uh, we were surprised that it was that empty, but uh, we got in there, got into our room, put our bags up, used the restroom, hoofed it right over to Disneyland. We wanted to be there for Rope Drop, and we got there right at Rope Drop, as a matter of fact, which right. was amazing. Over at California Adventure. At California, Disney California Adventure Park, yes. Uh, the best part about this, though, is that we didn't actually need to be there for Rope Drop because of the fact that the crowds were as light as I've ever seen it on a Saturday in a long, oh, long, yeah. long time. It was crazy. In fact, even um, getting through the turnstiles, if you remember, we went to Disneyland first to get mm-hmm. the, uh, the the new maps. The we new maps. The that's Edge right. Special edition maps. Yes. So we were all in there for all of like one minute, <laughs> <laughs> and again going over to California Adventures, like you're saying, no crowds. Um, even just prior to that, going through security, yeah, there was like one person 
in front of us. We could have picked our own security agent to give you bags. It was so amazingly quiet. I mean, and and I kind of attribute that. Okay, well, we're here early. You know, people haven't wrestled everybody up and gotten out there yet. But no, it really was throughout the day. Yes, it did get a little busier throughout the day, but not what you would expect on a Saturday on the 1st of June. Uh, It was insane. We got there. uh, We first did a fast pass because we really wanted, they just opened the, uh, (laughs) they brought back the uh, OG uh, soaring over California, yeah. which Yay. is our favorite version of it. So we got a fast pass of that to make sure we could do that. And that was really what we expected. We we're like, okay, we're going to do a couple of our reservation things. We're going to make sure and do that. Maybe we'll get another attraction. The main thing was doing Galaxy, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, of course. But then we got in there and we're like, well, we can go over and do uh, Toy Story Midway Mania. We got there. We did it twice. Right. And then we're like, okay, what do we want to do next? Well, there's only a five minute wait at the. Uh, the racers. racers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we went over and did that. We, I don't remember the last time we did uh, the um, Radiator Springs racers right. without having a fast pass. We I walked know. in. We're in on five minutes. Had somebody, no no one in the seat in between us. Right. There were no, no single, single riders. riders. Yeah. Uh, it was amazing. We went up. We did. Um, then we did, we, we did our fast pass, which we could have done earlier. We were near the end of our fast pass, actually, for uh, soaring over California. And that was Oh, spectacular. It's just everything you remember it to be. Uh, Don't you agree? I totally agree. You know, and even in some, in the crowds when we were talking to some people at different times throughout the day and, and that would come up that that's playing again. And it's so funny because that's the first thing everybody says about it is like, Oh, that's the better one. Or I'm so glad they brought that one back. Now I know different people may feel differently, but, and maybe it's just a Southern Cal thing or California thing, but I don't know. It, it, it was awesome to see that right. again. I love it. Uh, when we got over the orange groves yeah. and that smell went through and it was just all the nostalgia again. And it was just so nice to revisit that version of it. I like Soaring Around the World too, but Soaring Over California is the best version yeah. of that. I, I am so happy we got to do that. Then we went around and we were able to still do uh, the uh, Mater's Junkyard Jamboree. <laughs> we did the Luigi's Rock. I think Roasters. my arm is still a little bruised. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. I, I, I slide extra hard into run that. It was a little fun, um, and, and, and we were and we were able to even do a little shopping. And that was before ten a.m. when we had our reservation to do brunch at the Lamplight Lounge, and we even got there early, right. zipped right in, did lunch at the Lamplight or brunch, excuse me, at the Lamplight Lounge, and uh, had an, a spectacular time doing that. That was the first time experiencing that. They just uh, started taking reservations for that like a week ago, and right. uh, we really enjoyed it. Right, we'd been to the Lamplight. Uh, once before for a meal, um, but this was the first time for the brunch menu, like you said, and um, it was really a special treat, and it was fun and different, and I'm so glad that they're doing something unique like that or adding that that element to it. Yeah, we had this, they had this great mimosa flight that had a grapefruit, uh, an orange ginger, a watermelon, watermelon, and a, what was it, a peach mango, I think was right. the last one. Great mimosa flight uh, that we split between the two of us. And then you got the chilaquiles, which were delicious. Mm-hmm. You had the better dish. Although my <laughs> dish I liked too, which was I had the New York avocado toast, which had a New York strip steak on it and right. egg and yes. avocado. And it was that was delicious. And the, uh, the roasted potatoes that came with it were spot on. Really, oh, really yes. good. Uh, really enjoyed the brunch there. And I would highly recommend it to anybody. Uh, be sure and get a reservation for a Lamplight Lounge. You, don't, right. you can walk in. You might get in. 
but just get if you're planning on going, you're 60 days out. Just make the reservation. It'll just make things easier, and you can plan your day uh, so much more around it. So uh, that was really cool. We got done with that. Then we went over. We got we got a fast pass for Star Tours, which we didn't need to. Again, we could have just pretty much walked right on. We did that. We went over to Disneyland Park. Did that just in time to for us to go into the launch bay and register for Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. We had you go in. It's two hours before you go in. Our time was two to six p.m. Uh, we registered at noon. Walked in. We were in the first major group that went in to register and so that which was a beneficial to us because uh, they have a bunch of merchandise downstairs and upstairs and we were able to walk pretty much into where they have a bunch of merchandise and what we saw behind us there were people waiting they, they right. were limiting people going into that room so we were kind of able to peruse through we bought a, a couple things in there not a yeah. lot we were saving up for star wars galaxy's edge of course right it was kind of funny though um this is just a funny aside a couple things one going through the the merchandise area it was a little bit like ikea you know you you went with the flow yeah, true. <laughs> um the other thing is again just to share with people like like tom's talking about we, we went to brunch which our brunch reservation was like around 10 yeah and we were in disneyland park you know seeing star tours like at 11 40 i think, I think it was, it was. About 11 15 to 11 30 somewhere around okay, there yeah. yeah it was probably around 11 30 because we got out right. and we were able to go right to our reservation which shows how quickly you can in. you know yeah. by the time finish our brunch and still just i mean it is really literally just across a block away. Right. Oh, yeah. Essence. That's how exactly. That's it's a good so point. So quickly to get into that park as well, you know, th- because they're so close together. Right. Now, that's a totally good point uh, that how close, uh, if you've never been to the Disneyland Resort, how close Disneyland Park and Disney California Adventure Park are to one another, that we were right. just able to walk from one park to the other. And we were there in just a matter of minutes. And yeah. If you're ever planning a trip to Park Hop, at Disneyland, it's super easy mm-hmm. and quick. Really, really easy. So uh, we checked in there. Um, we got our wristbands. We were so excited. You know, <laughs> it's almost here. Uh, we got a fast pass for the Haunted Mansion because we were, we were going in our gate to go in. They, they assign you a gate. And I don't know um, how many were divided up between the three gates that go into Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at uh, Disneyland Park. Right. Uh, but we were sent to the Critter Country Gate, uh, which is if you have looked at the maps at all, that's where if you enter in through that gate, you enter through the resistance area and that right. side of it. Uh, so since we were heading that direction anyway, and we love the Haunted Mansion, we're like, okay, well, we'll get a fast pass for the Haunted Mansion. Again, we could have walked right on. <laughs> I, I don't know with the crowds, and I, I don't know if it's because uh, we've talked about before on the show that it's so much driven by fast passes at uh, Disneyland by Resort. By annual passes. Excuse me. Right. By annual passes. You're right. Sorry, I misspoke there. By annual passes at the Disneyland Resort that um, maybe because there are so many blackouts now that that was part of it. I don't know if it was all the coverage and knowing that Galaxy's Edge had opened there, the right. people were a little scared of how big the crowds will be. But it was really really quiet there for almost the entire day i don't think i saw outside of star wars galaxy's edge itself a wait time that was over 40 minutes for anything right I agree uh, with and you. most of them were 5 10 15 minutes uh for it was it was an incredible day 
went high in mansion and then walked the rest of the way over to critter country just kind of lingered around there until they uh kind of started and we it was funny because we we were just kind of there and they're like you shouldn't wait here you should come back right around two Two. (laughs) o'clock come back at two we're like we're not falling for that we're sticking around (laughs) here we kind of just us in about uh yeah 300 other people (laughs) casually leaning and then they suddenly that you could see them make a motion and like everybody pounced you know and we were kind of right up there uh near this spot and we were in really the first group of our entrance and they kind of lead us in and now we're going to get into our star wars galaxies i know you've been going through okay whatever with all this stuff right get to star wars galaxy's edge this is where we're going to get into our experience with star wars galaxy's edge they led us into different legs they would lead us um to a certain part stop gather people up right. they would lead us a little farther we would get a little bit closer right and a little bit closer it was it was uh, yeah, funny it was it was a kind of a tease because i thought wow it was like around 135 when they first brought the crowd through and i thought are they really gonna let us in almost half an hour early mm-hmm. you know but like you said it was it was kind of a kind of a little tease on how they did it um it made sense that they and and we talked about this yesterday too together that this was a great entrance for something like this where you're bringing a large group of people in Mm -hmm. because it's a long kind of not really winding but it's a long walkway from you know disneyland up into Star Wars land or mm-hmm. Galaxy's Edge. And so it made sense because they could really stage a lot of people there and keep the crowds from being overflowing into Disneyland, mm-hmm. like you're saying, by Critter Country area. Right. So, so um, we eventually, we moved in and every step closer, you could see a little more of the right. land <laughs> and a little more of the land. They eventually stopped us with about, I don't know, it was 20 minutes to go or so in front of, in, in the resistance area. We were right in front of, if you've seen the pictures and we posted some of them on social media the the blue x-wing and the a-wing was mm-hmm. right next to us chewbacca came by and was yes. high-fiving people and giving people hugs and everything i could see it michelle unfortunately vertically <laughs> challenged with all the people around her could only see like the top of the spires yeah, i, I felt so spires. badly for her <laughs> i felt so badly for her the poor thing she's uh she she when she gets in the crowd like this it's just tough on her but. well you know i'm just looking forward to the experience that how they set it up and talked about it where you're walking in and it's like, ta-da, mm-hmm. and you see it. And and that was not going to happen, not just because of my height, but just because of the right. crowds too. And I was okay with that. So it's actually something to look forward to next time we go. Absolutely. No question about that. Um, as I walked in though, I was, I was wearing sunglasses, thank goodness, because... Um, <laughs> I as soon as I started seeing spires and started to see some of these vehicles, um, uh, there was there were the tears flowing. Yeah, because this was we've waited. This announcement was four years ago when they did this at the D twenty three Expo two thousand fifteen was when they announced it. And right. I was so excited, and then it built up, and they you know there was a bigger deal about it when we were at the D twenty three Expo in two thousand seventeen. They even had the uh, full model right, of it mm-hmm. and more discussion of it at the at the parks uh, um, panel, which we went to, and you know, but still, all these it seems so far away, and then w- walking into that land. Um, it just all came to me and it was, it was just, it was such an emotional moment for me and it's kind of almost an emotional <laughs> moment for me now. No, yeah. And I totally get what you mean. And, um, I think it hit me when they first 
said, okay, we can go in. Mm -hmm. And I thought, this is it. And I got teared up. And then when they had us pause like two or three other times, I'm like, okay, you're not full of me now. (laughs) No more tears until we're there. Uh, and then you walk and we finally they did okay you know they gave us a countdown and they let us in and we went we were, i was planning i was on the app i was planning okay we're gonna go hit because we discussed with so some cast members and i've been watching on the app before and i'm going to discuss more of this in my tip of the week at the end of the show by the way if you happen to have a reservation uh how to approach this um they kind of told us maybe go to ogus cantina first so we went there first uh and we got there in line and there was already a line left we we were again there was still another group that was from the prior right, group overlap. of Harris. They were still there. Uh, and they said it was like 45 minute wait. And we glanced over at the Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run and it was only a 15 minute wait. The people that were coming in weren't quite there yet. So we quickly changed and went to Smuggler's Run. Right. And um, we're on in no time. But walking through that, that's when the tears flowed again. <laughs> when I was seeing the Millennium Falcon and you're walking through these hallways and... It's it's a it's unbelievable. It's hard to really describe your feeling as you're going through this and seeing the full size Millennium Falcon. Right. Uh, you're looking through these windows over. You know the, the you've seen the pictures of it, the big Millennium Falcon that's in the courtyard there, and the windows go right over so you can see the top of it and see the, all the little detail work that you've seen in all the movies. Yes. It's it's incredible, and I was getting emotional again just looking at <laughs> the, through these windows. Yeah, it was really really cool. Really. Um, exciting i the funny thing was that you know they've made that cue to be very entertaining and a lot to look at and so it was one of those times wow we're we're kind of walking really briskly through mm-hmm. this queue and want to stop and see all these details, but you know, don't want to hold people up and everything like that. And at the same time, we want to get to the attraction. Right, right. We're, we're lucky to be able to do this so quickly. You know? Right. It's kind of like the queue for Pandora. Yeah. Flight of passage. Right. Flight of passage. It, it's very much like that, that there's a lot to see and it's a, you know, obviously a long uh, winding kind of a, a, of a queue, which makes sense. So again, another th- great thing to look forward to is going back and really being able to pay attention. Not that I want to stand in line for a long time, particularly, but just to keep mm-hmm. capturing some of that. And the audio animatronics yeah. was crazy. You wind through there and you get through a couple rooms and you finally get stopped in this other room and you're introduced to Hondo Onaka. Yeah. I'm sorry for spoiling some of this for you. These are spoilers here, so I should have said that right out front. So. I'm not going to give you the full storyline, but I'm going to tell you a little bit of how we get in there. So uh, you get in there and there you're introduced to Hondo Anaka and he tells you what's going on. He tells you what the mission is going to be. And then you walk through the, they open the door and it just slides open. Um, and it's just amazing. Uh, the, you know, it's just, it, that's just a simple thing like that. It's so cool and amazing. We walk through and we get in, there's a few people ahead of us and we get to the person who is, you know, forming your group. You form your group of six people. Right. We had five people, but there was a one that was a single rider. So we had five people uh, and they start and they hand out your jobs. And we were the first ones in our group. And we got <laughs> our first, there were red badges that said pilot on them. And I lost it again. <laughs> I, I just remember screaming so like with joy. Yeah. And and the cast member's like, oh, I guess I made somebody happy today. Yeah. <laughs> I, I lost, And I'm losing it now. We got pilot. The first time we're ever flying the Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run. And we are the pilots of it. 
So you go in and they, they, they put you through another couple areas and then you walk down the tunnel, you know, like you're on board the Millennium Falcon and you walk into the room and there it all is. Yep. You know, the, 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 the game board, the, all the little storage compartments that have so much little nuance there. We got a picture taken behind the game board. We walked around, checked out all the little stuff, and it's just everything you hoped it would be. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's very, very cool. So much great memorabilia in there. And, you know, it's interesting then how they call you by your your uh, passage or your assignment yep. colors right. and stuff so that because there are yeah, multiple groups we were in red there. team we were red, red team. team yeah um but yeah that was, it was really so great great and you have it's not a long time in there but plenty of time to get pictures taken yeah. i mean because i think we were there with probably three or four groups yeah. at most i think wasn't very long. I was actually expecting to be in there longer. Yes. It went pretty quickly. And I don't know if then when they get more people, um, when they, when there's, when we like I said, we were, it was a 15 minute wait when we went in. So uh, maybe when the, the queue is longer, maybe it takes a little bit longer right. in there, but uh, we still had plenty of time to check it out. And then you go and you, you walk through the hall and you walk towards the cockpit and they put you in your spots of where you're going to be and you walk into it and there it is, all the controllers in front yeah. of you. Yeah. And again, it happens again. You know, <laughs> you're just like, oh my gosh, here we are on the Millennium Falcon about ready to pilot. And the interesting thing about pilot, if you haven't heard this yet, the, if you're piloting it, the right pilot go, handles the up and down. Mm-hmm. And I believe you handle the hyperspace, the hyperdrive. Right, I too. get to you, put us into hyperdrive right. a couple times. And uh, there's another control. I was on the left side and that is left and right. And there, you know, there's a couple of uh, other buttons that I had to hit at various times. They command you, you know, and they flash. Right. So you know which ones do you need to hit and everything. Um, and it was a blast. We had, it was, it, it was Flying the Millennium Falcon. It was the coolest video game in right in front of you. It's moving along. It's shaking. All this stuff is happening right in front of you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it really is cool. And we don't want to make people who don't get pilot to feel left out because there are a lot of um, there are directions and activities for the gunners, for the, you know, the the engineers engineers yeah. right you know and they're and you're getting some direction as you're going through um and so when when you're doing this everybody is looking at the screen but looking for different things to do and right. different assignments so yeah. it's still a great experience i think for everybody we right. were we were just i think because we had talked about it we were hoping for pilot first time around. Right. And I, I, well, because that's always everybody's dream is yeah, the pilot. Right. You know, but um, everybody had a role. The team doesn't work without everybody doing their job within yep. there because there are special assignments that you need to do throughout this part of through the mission. And uh, we actually, as a team, we pulled it off pretty well. <laughs> we were able to be about i think it was about 50 percent successful in right. our what we what they wanted what to the do task was yes yes and they and hondo you know congratulated us at the end <laughs> yeah. for you know coming through and having a profit so we survived we didn't ruin the ship completely <laughs> just a little bit we banged it up a little bit uh and we had a, and it was just it was 
spectacular and I'm excited to be able to do it again. It's yeah, important. yeah, it is really fun. And and again, as I mentioned, I wouldn't wouldn't mind doing some of the other jobs then because, mm-hmm. you know, cause sometimes I heard some of the directions like, oh, wow, they get to do that. Yeah. You know, and I'm sure they were saying the same thing about us. So. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And they're probably like, why are you turning this way? Why aren't you going up? Why aren't you going? Down? It was uh, it was it was fun. But our team. I think the up and down. Nobody questioned about honey. It was the left no. and right. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, I'd had the mimosa flight earlier. So, uh, but anyway, no, it was a great time, and, and so we got out of there. We took some pictures in front of the Millennium Falcon, and then we kind of just kind of roamed around. And the land, it, you walk through this land, and my jaw was agape the whole time. And all I could say is, it's be- it's so beautiful. And tears again several times. It's so beautiful, and, right. and it's just a wow, wow, wow. It's, it's just, I mean, it's just amazing to see all the detail work, all the nuance that get put into this land. Yes. And, you know, we talked about this. It was great, I think, for a first time going through, going through during the daytime, because Mm -hmm. then we could really totally see all the the little detail well probably not all the little details but i mean no, really we didn't come close to right seeing but, all it, the but at least details. to be able to appreciate a lot of the work that they did to make the this area this land look so authentic and i'm looking forward to a nighttime visit because i think it's going to have a lot of different type of um i don't know nuances culture to it being at nighttime but yeah so it was great but just, like you said. I mean, there were just so many little things, you know, little, you know, little blaster bolts in, in the stone structures. There was like, you'd look up and there, and you might not even, if you didn't look up, and again, this is Michelle's tip to always look up and look <laughs> around. Right. And you definitely want to do this at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Uh, there were you know, like little things that were like, oh, look, there's somebody's apartment there and there's like a mop, right. you know, and, <laughs> you know, and then they have like wind chimes hanging down, yeah. you know. And you go in through like uh, through the mercantile, the mercantile place, the uh, the the um, marketplace, the marketplace. Thank you. <laughs> <sighs> the, <laughs> and we haven't even popped one, open the champagne one, for this celebration one year yet. In and it hasn't stopped me from <laughs> flubbing over and forgetting things. That's for sure. Uh, we go through the marketplace and you go into these shops. And if you look up and you see the little things like you go into the creature area, the uh, the um, the the creature stall that's what it is sorry to look it up because i couldn't remember but uh and you look up and they have these little cages up there and you'll see the eyes of little animals or noises coming from these things or like a little uh twig will shake up there like there's something living in these things you know (laughs) at times Uh, we were outside oga's cantina and you could hear all of a sudden out the window someone in a dispute with oga uh you know begging to you know please spare my life. I apparently <laughs> ran up the tab a little too high or something. I don't know, but it was really interesting stuff. And um, look, I, I don't, I think you could be there a hundred times and not see everything right. there is to yeah. see there to take in. And we didn't come, we didn't even scratch the surface on all. We didn't get to play like we we're you, when we were just waiting in to, to go in, you were pulling up the play Disney mm-hmm. app to, to do some of the stuff with uh, some of the different uh, crates right. and some of the, 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 all the different panels that are out there and stuff. And we didn't even get to that. Right. Right. Well, and, and it was also, I mean, you're right. There's a lot to see and do. That's an, a, a great addition to have available. Um, it was also a different type of experience for, 
for our, you know, what we're doing right now because of the reservation system and the blocks of people Mm -hmm. for these shifts and how they're moving a lot of people in at once and a lot of people out at once. So um, that created, I think, some different types of elements to their cues that affected it. And so I think if we weren't so conscientious of where to be and what line is worth waiting for, maybe what isn't, then we would have probably had more time for that as well. So right. it'll be nice once it's, you know, more of an organic kind of visit. Yeah. So it, it's it's interesting. And, uh, you know, we had a, a blast there, but it is, there is so much to take in mm-hmm. there. And if you're a Star Wars fan, even if you're not, you're going to love this land. Uh, we did get to... We almost didn't get into Ogus Cantina. If it's not Smuggler's Run, actually Smuggler's Run isn't that difficult to get into. Ogus Cantina is, though. So be prepared for that. I'm going to talk about more of that in my tip later on. Uh, but we did get into Ogus Cantina near the end, and we did get to check out a couple of their cocktails. We did get to check out DJ Rex, who is fantastic love dj rex so much he's there pumping out the hits and the you know from the dj booth yes yeah very animated um it really adds the ambiance it's you know it doesn't look like a particular um cantina that we've seen in any of the films it's got its own textures and old Mm -hmm. you know little idiosyncrasies to it but it it definitely does feel like a star wars cantina you know and it's very cool and you know obviously what they offer definitely fits the realm the the cocktails that we ordered we ordered uh, a bespin fizz which was uh, a really interesting drink. It really, it, it, <laughs> it does fizz. It does bubble. It does steam. It's, I know. I was a little scared drinking. I was like, what's going to happen to well, me? What is in this drink? Yeah. Um, and we also got a fuzzy, I wrote down fussy tauntaun. Here. It's <laughs> no, fuzzy tauntaun. I don't know why I, my, my Z's and S's were wrong, but it's a fuzzy tauntaun, which was a delicious drink as well. Um, we, I wanted to get a yup nub. Uh, but apparently, the Yubnum only comes in a souvenir cup. Expensive souvenir. <laughs> so the whole drink was $42 for a Yubnum. So I'm like, okay, well, I love souvenir cups, but I don't love them that much. So I ended up getting the, um, well, I got the Bespin Fizz and she got the Fuzzy Tauntaun. And we both tried them both and we switched drinks. Right. Um, we liked, I liked them both. She liked them both. But we decided this one's, these ones were better for each other. Yeah. It's funny. I think we kind of went through that all day and a lot of things that we were ordering. It was pretty funny, but I digress. Yes. Um, we also yeah. got the, the Batu bites that are in say that, there yeah. that were kind of a spicy, salty, sweet mixture of various different things. Unfortunately, Michelle ended up biting into something that has the flavor of something she really doesn't like. If you don't like wasabi, <laughs> they have like wasabi peas in there and something else with a little bit of wasabi on it. Uh, beware of that because the wasabi will jump up and bite you. Right. Jump it, up and bit Michelle. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know why. I like there's a lot of flavors and, you know, taste experiences that I love, but it, it's just something about the, my palate that wasabi doesn't um, necessarily go along with that and and blue milk blue milk yes well, we'll get to that in a second <laughs> yeah here. but um but yeah the, i mean most of the bites are, are great and i enjoyed it. it was just that that one like oh that yeah one piece that didn't but it, yeah, was, it wasn't just a oh it was a <laughs> ah, ah! <laughs> that was more what it was like gee thanks for sharing that it was great i knew as soon as the guy like oh 
what was that? What was in that? And I tasted it. I'm like, oh, wasabi. That totally makes sense. I totally know why that reaction happened there because uh, Michelle does not like wasabi but at the, all. Right. The rest of the bites were, were really good. It is funny. She doesn't know. like horseradish either. It's kind of got that same thing. So. Yeah. You know, it, it was interesting because I was like, you know, about two bites. Is this going to be kind of like chicks? Yeah. <laughs> I remember saying that to you. But it was actually really cool looking. And, and not that I really would think that it was going to be like Chex Mix, but um, it was really cool and it had some great flavors. And, you know, uh, they don't have a lot of food in the cantina. Um, they just had like two offerings, I believe, that, yeah. that were edible. Mm-hmm. And and uh, the bad two bites. It's a small portion, you know, and we shared it. I mean, again, you're not going into that cantina for food. Because right. It, you know, and so you only get 45 minutes in there, by the way. They tell you they limit right. you to 45 minutes and no more than two drinks per person. Right. Yeah. It's funny because they actually, you know, standing in line, they give you some <laughs> They give you the rules. <laughs> yes. And part of it, which is funny because they, uh, we'll get into the cast members in a second here, but like, you know, Olga doesn't like this and there's no fighting in the cantina. So if you have a, if you have a lightsaber, make sure that thing is stowed away. Makes sense, you know, that they're, that they have, you know, that restriction. Cause I, it's, it's not a big space that you would want, you know, people, you know, multiple people with lightsabers out mm-hmm. there, you know, so trying um, to walk through it and then getting, you know hit by lightsaber or tripped or whatever right. it's, yeah it is a tight space uh but it does feel like you said michelle you, you did it perfectly it wasn't like any other cantina that you've mm-hmm. seen in a star wars film yet it felt like a cantina from a star wars film right uh it was really as really cool ambiance to it and uh, really enjoyed our time in there and we're glad we got in there so uh we did try a little bit of the food we did get a couple things from the docking bay seven food and cargo uh we got the dinner there mm-hmm. uh, we actually we walked out with it because we were so busy we just didn't have time to eat uh, while we were there more than the Batu bites. Right. Uh, but uh, I was, the, the things we got, um, I liked a lot. Yeah. We got the Ethorian garden loaf, which was the, um, you know, it's whatever, the impossible beef, the, yeah, the beyond meat, beef. Yeah, it's a veggie beef. Meatless meatloaf. Yeah. Right. Uh, which was, I tried some of hers. It was delicious. Yeah. Uh, Michelle, what did you think of it? I loved it, you know, I mean, and... I don't, you know, I don't want to make it sound like I, you know, do a lot of vegan food. I do like a lot of plant-based food, but I like meat as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And this was delicious. It was, you know, really fun to have. Um, The whole experience of going in there and ordering, you know, the food, it's, you know, it's it's a fun experience because, yes, you're going up to a cast member and she's talking about credentials and credits and, Mm -hmm. you know, things like that. you know, and even when you go to pick up your food, they're they're talking to you in you know Star Wars language kind of thing. <laughs> really yes, <laughs> you know. But um, it seemed like they had a good selection of choice. They had a lot of um, good me- meals on the kids' meal as well. That mm-hmm. I th- even I thought oh, I might want to try that. So um, the things like you mentioned, the things we had were on the dinner menu. There. A couple things that are only served after four. Most everything else is served all day. Uh, all day. I think they had breakfast. They also have some items breakfast as items. Well, yeah. that we weren't there for breakfast time, so um, it was great to see that they had a lot of different selections. I mean, I don't want to make it sound like they have tons, but they do have a variety enough mm-hmm. that would hit, I think, most people's palate. Yeah, veggie, vegan, uh, pescatarian. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you like meat, uh, I got the braised shack roast, uh, which was. Really good. Uh, it had really had a nice. It, the braising was nice. It was fork tender. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, I, I know you don't, you're not big on uh, like a lemon, a hint of lemon to things. And this had a little lemon zest right. to it, which you liked it, but you weren't crazy about right. it because of that. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a great dish. I saw some of the other dishes. They all looked phenomenal. Um, heard some things about the smoked ribs, just some cast members. Said, eh, smoked ribs, not what you would hope they would mm-hmm. be, but they said the chicken's really good. I, we didn't get to try those, but maybe the next time we go, we will check those out. Um, we also did the milk stand. Um, I liked, the, we only did the blue milk. I liked the blue milk. Michelle, well. <laughs> okay, so a couple things first we want to say about the milk stand is um, the reason we didn't get the green milk was because we had actually heard from a couple people who didn't like it and we just thought all right let's let's start with the blue milk and see maybe later get green you know try it anyways um i don't know what was going on if it's just you know maybe my sinuses were messed up (laughs) but the the blue milk just had a funny aftertaste to me that I don't know. It, I don't know if I should describe it the way I told you. Yeah, that. no, it's okay. Um, I mean, it was it was good. You know, it just had. You a, felt it kind of was like a little lavendery, almost like a little soapy, right? You know, on the, on the aftertaste. I yeah. mean, I could have if you know if I was like really wanting to, I could have drank the whole thing. Um, and I, it, it has a nice cool texture. Mm-hmm. It's you know it doesn't feel weird or mm-hmm. anything like that. It feels a little unique because you're in Star Wars land. Um, the color was beautiful it's mm-hmm. what you'd expect it to look like Great for pictures yeah yeah it, you know it, it's kind of um frosty like a mm-hmm. you know jumbo juice kind of yeah like a smoothie yeah. yeah smoothie yeah so um i liked it and see that's the difference as i i not only drank mine i drank hers because <laughs> uh, she wasn't drinking it um so and i liked it i thought it had a nice nice light coconutty fruity uh, flavor to it. It was. It felt very much like a, a smoothie to me. Um, right. I enjoyed it. Was it my favorite thing? No. I, I, would I order it again? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Uh, but I enjoyed it. I, I did think it was good. I think it's worth you checking it out and seeing for yourself. I would try I would limit yourself to like trying one first right. like order if you have a, a group of two or three or four people there with you order one first sample it and then order more the line was not that big for the milk stand there was a line at points other points there were not mm-hmm. you can also mobile order uh, but uh, I, I, I liked it. Michelle wasn't as crazy about it, but again, I wasn't over the moon about it either, but, oh, and it does give you, the one thing I did get is like, I was, I was getting brain freeze from it because it is like a smoothie. I'm like right. chugging it down. I'm like totally getting brain freeze from it, which was funny. Uh, we did also, I also picked up some of the popcorn from Kat Sa- uh, Saka's kettle, uh, which is kind of a spiced, sweet and spicy mm-hmm. popcorn. Uh, it's mostly spicy and a little, or excuse me, mostly sweet and a little fruity, but every once in a while you get this nice bite of salt. You get a little nice bite of spice. I liked it. You were okay with it, um, but I kind of enjoyed it. Uh, I thought it was it was pretty yummy popcorn. Right. Um, well, I, and I, I agree with you. It was really yummy popcorn. I don't want people to think I didn't like it. I, I was kind of full on some of the other food, yeah, and yeah. I wasn't like, okay, I don't. I'm not necessarily ready for popcorn right now. Yeah, you got to be in that kind of mood, uh, popcorn mode. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm that way for popcorn in general, but yeah. Right. I wanted to sample this, just, you know, to sample a few things out of there. Right, right. So, And, and I enjoyed it, and I think that we're going to have, we still have some, we brought some of it home with us. We're going to probably have some in a little bit here. Yeah, and, uh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Like I said, it was good. It was good. I just wasn't, I was pretty full, actually, to try to. Right eat a lot more stuff right at that moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I overindulged, you, you know, between, the, you know, the, the, uh, brunch, brunch yeah. and then, uh, 
than having some other food. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we did walk by Ronto's Roasters. We uh, we didn't try any of their the food, but it looked good. It looked. I mean, it looks like a sausage or a hot dog in a in, a, in a, you know a really interesting one in a wrap. Mm-hmm. Uh, but people seem to be enjoying it yeah. very much. I'm looking forward to possibly trying that the next time we go out there and and the the setup there with the uh, the pod racing engine and <laughs> right. the droid. You know, <laughs> yeah, turning the and they meat. have some interesting like creatures on the spit out there. <laughs> it's it's, it's, it's kind of cool to check out. Yeah, and, really fun. Um, again, it's just one of those uh, all the little details that they mm-hmm. did so well uh, throughout this park. One of the details I loved, and this is be a little spoiler, so if you want to fast forward for about 20 seconds here, uh, when you're walking through the courtyard, you'll just hear like ships flying over your head and you, everybody looks up, you know, it's just <laughs> right. the sound effects, you know, but it sounds like an X-wing flying over your head, you yeah, know, it's just, yeah. it's really, really cool and adds to the nuance and uh, detail work of this land. Exactly. And one of the, I remember commenting to you, it was funny because it was a bit of an overcast day here and it was like, wow, it seems so real. It's like they're just above those clouds. Right. <laughs> uh, it was it was so cool. We saw the, you know, I mean, the characters weren't, I mean, I, we saw the stormtroopers a lot, but we were kind of right. around the uh, First Order area, so we saw them a lot. Saw Ray for a little bit. Uh, we saw Chewie for a little at, bit. At the beginning. Um, yes. Saw a little bit of Kylo Ren, but we didn't see them mix. Well, I, I just think we were in the wrong place at the wrong time because I know I've seen other photos from people on social media that mm-hmm. they've been walking around. We just didn't happen to be in those areas. Uh, but the stormtroopers were really interactive and all over the right, place. Right, yeah. Um, they, were, they were funny. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that was cool. Um, we did check out as far as the shopping. We did go into the droid depot. Not the you build a droid part because there was a line for that. We didn't go into that. Uh, but we, you can still go into the Droid Depot and check out. They have some pre-made stuff there. They have a full-size R2-D2 that if you want to buy him, it's $25,000. <laughs> but he's very, he'll come up and talk to you as well. Right. And I know you got a selfie with, with R2 there. Yeah, yeah. He came up and I don't know if it does. He talk, yeah, I guess he talks to you. He reacts to things that you say right. and things, which is pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. so we had uh, fun walking through there. And they have the various different uh, pre-made droids and some other things in there for sale. Uh, they also have this very cool gift card that is a uh, Batu Aspira gift card that is kind of it's almost like a metal, looks very old fashioned, mm-hmm. very Star Wars gift card that you have to put in 100 bucks on when you purchase it, but yeah. you can use it throughout the parks. You can reload it whenever you want. You can use it anywhere you use Disney stuff. Right. And it's just, cool. it's a cool memento. Pretty heavy. You know? And you're getting it, I mean, yes, you're putting 100 bucks on it, but you're, it's like it's 100 bucks back to you. Right. So it's, you're almost getting this, this, this uh, memento for no extra cost. Right. You know? so, yeah. It was, it was neat addition. Mm-hmm. So we got one of those. Uh, we didn't go into Sabi's workshop, although we did see some people with some of the lightsabers they built mm-hmm. in there. There was another line for Sabi's workshop and we weren't planning on uh, buying a, a lightsaber this time. So we didn't go do that, but we saw some of the lightsabers they built and they looked cool and they yes. were pretty thrilled with right. them. So um, we didn't get into Doc Ondar's Den of Antiquities either, although I wanted to go in there, but there was a line for that. We'll probably do that the next time we go. Uh, so we, I can't really comment on how good that was. Right. But um, yeah, And I, again, this is a, a unique way that they're bringing a lot of people in Mm-hmm. So I, I again, I think these lines will be more normalized once this reservation system is passed. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, it you know for people who are looking forward to going in the future, that it might not be as crowded in a weird way. Right. Um, we did walk into many of the other shops. We didn't. We went to Black Spire Outfitters, which has a lot of. 
um, Jedi robes and Jedi clothes and some of the clothes from some of the other characters. And uh, that one's cool. We went into the Toy Darian Toy Maker, which has all that you've seen the little, uh, if you know from Rogue One, uh, with Jenner, so when she's young, she has a little Stormtrooper type doll. They have right. a lot of like dolls like that and a bunch of other little nuanced little games and toys and interesting stuff. It's really cool. The Creature Stall, I tell you, you just want to, even if you didn't purchase nothing in there, you want to walk and look around right. because it's really fascinating. Uh, we went to Resistance Supply, which is over by the Resistance area, and they have some interesting stuff there too, including if you ever wanted your full-length uh, uh, X-Wing fighter or fighter pilot <laughs> outfit, they have yes. one there for you for sale. Uh, we also went into First Order Cargo. If you're more of a fan of the dark side, they got a lot of great stuff there for that, and um, it was really right. cool. So uh, we did check it out. Um, yeah. Yeah. The, the shops are really cute. Um, they were smaller than I expected. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a, a great thing, you know, because it just seemed much more intimate. Um, you got to definitely look at things, touch things mm-hmm. and everything through there. So it, it didn't feel like you were going into a, a store or department store kind of thing. It's just a, a bunch of little, very small kind of, I don't want to call them stalls. I don't know if that's the best. It's actually pretty good for yeah. the marketplace. It's what you right. would think of. I mean, when you look at the star, when you walked into the marketplace there, and you think of a Star Wars film where there's right. so many times they walk into kind of a marketplace right. area or whatever. It looks like a Star Wars marketplace. Right. And there right. are this, these little stalls. You're just figuring these people just that this is all they can put together. You right. know, is this little space here. That's all they can rent. Yes. And it's, <laughs> it, it is just so. And there's just interesting stuff hanging all over the place. There were lamps made out of like droid heads. And, you know, it was just, it, it, there's just little, little bits all throughout this park. And it's, it's spectacular. Right. And some really great photo op areas, you know, where they were, where they had photographers there. You could get, you know, different pictures if you get photo pass or whatever. Um, I thought they did a great job too. I thought they were interact more interactive mm-hmm. and gave a lot better instructions of how to pose and everything. Mm-hmm. So they really wanted you to have a great memento when you left there with your photos. And let's just talk about the cast members a little bit because they are spectacular as well. Uh, they really made this feel like you are in a different world. You're not in Disneyland anymore. Mm-hmm. You are on the planet of Batu, and that includes the cast members and they speak a not a different language, but right. they kind of had their own phrases for things. And one thing is when you say hello, it's bright suns. Right. Uh, that's how you say hello. And if, when you say uh, goodbye, it's till the spire. There's a couple of terms, but till the spire right. is one of the regular ones that they use. And there's all sorts of different terms. And Talking the, about credits instead yeah, of money. Yeah, and, credentials and yeah. all this stuff. And they really bought into their parts. So many of them you know, would tell stories. Like I, I was in the... Uh, I was in the Toy Dairy and Toy Maker and I was purchasing something in there and um, they were asking like, so do you practice the light side of the force? <laughs> and I'm like, yes, I'm, I do tend to be more. Oh, that's so good because I've heard the Jedi have had such a tough time and <laughs> we, we have people who come in and, and tell us stories of what, and it was just like she was totally into right, character. yes. You know, or she was a Batuan. Uh, but it was just amazing. And then another time, it's like, and another thing is, it's so funny because I had heard this going in. I knew that there was, there was some different languages and if you went in there, uh, there would be some certain responses that they would give to you. And one of them, you're just so used to the you know some of the cast members when you're in Disneyland or whatever asking you where, where you're, you're from. from right and I totally got fishy and even though I knew this was coming or could come at some point 
the one cast member asked, so where are you from? And we're yeah, like, you know what? She said, where are you traveling from? Right. Which was also right. fun. Yeah. That, yes. And then we're like, okay, you know, San Diego. Right. That's what we answer all the time. <laughs> right. And they're like, where's that? <laughs> as soon as she said that, I'm like, oh, I just fell for it. Right. No, they have no idea where San Diego or anywhere in the U.S. <laughs> is because they're on a different planet. That they, you know. And she was so funny afterwards because she was talking about, um, and it was, I also got hooked too because she was saying something like, yeah, um, I don't get to go very far. I'm, you know, and we were commenting about the land and how great it looks. And she goes, yeah, yeah, but I get to see it every day. And at first I'm thinking, man, you just started and you're already being critical of working here. And then I wait and she's like, yeah, I have to earn a lot more credits before I can get off of this planet. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was so good and so imaginative and the cast members. And another thing about this is that, you know, when we were at Disneyland, we sometimes see the uh, cast members from various different parts waiting out front for buses or an Uber or a ride or whatever and leaving. And, you know, I know Walt wasn't crazy about that. Right. That's why he built the Utilidors at Walt Disney World to kind of, so the cast members were kind of right. not yeah, be, they would be in their the lands magic. and that's it. Mm-hmm. Well, and I don't know if this will change eventually. Right now, you do not see, at least when we were there, I did not see one of those cast members no. from Star Wars Galaxy's Edge anywhere else in the park, anywhere out front. They are keeping that separate right, right. now, which I love so yes. much. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It just seemed like they were very con- considerate of the fact that they didn't want to break that allure or make mm-hmm. it seem that it wasn't something totally special. Mm-hmm. You know, and... and the other thing I think that we've heard them say before, but just to reiterate it, that those, you know, items that you're buying in the marketplace are not Disney looking mm-hmm. things, no. you know. Um, they the, do have hats, they do have t-shirts, but they are not the same thing. Right, right. And the bags though are Disney bags. That's funny. <laughs> I know. But yeah, they really were, you know, very much like what they had said they wouldn't have things there like with Mickey Mouse or anything. Not that there's anything wrong with those things. Mm-hmm. We love those things, but they really did keep that space very much um, dedicated to a Star Wars look. And when we left, there was one other key thing that happened when we left. We walked out of the land and we walked in. We we, we exited through uh, by Big Thunder. So I think that's the fantasy land entrance right. technically, but it was kind of by Big Thunder. Um, but they, when you leave... The cast members there, there, they're kind of keeping people from, you know, venturing in, in there <laughs> are, they tell you, welcome back. Right. Which is a simple little thing, but it tells you, look, you've been somewhere else. Right. You weren't in Disneyland anymore. Exactly. You were somewhere else. And it's so simple, but so awesome at the same time. And that is what describes Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. So many things about it are so simple but so awesome all at yes, the same time. I, I couldn't agree with you more, you know, and, and I don't want to be repetitive about the, the attention to detail, but just that they allow you to be in a very special place and be a part of it. You know, you can talk back with them, you know, have conversations with them about their language. It's the same as they, you know, give to you. And they all seem to be very happy to be there. And mm-hmm. it, it just makes it a lot of fun you know, it's just an exciting place. It's really exciting. And I hope you all get to experience it very, very soon. If you have a reservation coming up over here in the next three weeks, I'm going to have some tips for Michelle's going to have a tip. I'm going to have a tip for you to be ready to go when you, when you go there. Um, 
but uh, we're, we hope you you get a chance to. And of course, it opens up on the 24th. And you're going to have more opportunities. And then, of course, it opens up at the Walt Disney World Resort on August 29th. And that's going to be fun as well. Yeah, I think um, they're working out all the I think they're working out all the bugs or how to manage crowds. I think they do an awesome job of that. Like I said, I think this you know, they've talked about this being like their soft opening. It's getting the cast members really um, acclimated to what they're doing there. We we commented that, you know, it seemed like a blend of some people who were very new to Disney as well as, you know, experienced cast members. Um, you know, and I th- like I said, I think right now they're handling crowds in a very unique way. People are acting differently there because of that. Because, I mean, even for us, it's like, okay... We have this much time mm-hmm. left to our four-hour block. How do we? How, how do we, we do best that? Fill it, right, yeah. and is it is it makes sense to get in this line that's super long? That if we were there without that time restriction, we might be different in our decisions, and that's where I think the flows are going to change too. Once mm-hmm. it's more organic, yeah. So um, it's just great. Check it out. Yeah, looking forward to it. We happen to be lucky enough, blessed, truly blessed. Uh, we are probably going back we have a reservation for the 22nd we still have to work out a couple little bugs but i think we're going to be back there on the 22nd and do a couple more things and then we probably will go back a few more times if we can get in now you never know because it's a different process once we get to the uh 24th of june as far as letting people in so hopefully we'll be getting in there a few more times but uh, we are looking forward to experience it again and hopefully you're going to get out there and experience it very soon for yourself yeah and so we just want to also you know reiterate all the hype does seem to um, it lives been, up to the hype right, and more so accurate. I was it was I expect I my buyers had set pretty high it was everything I dreamed and more mm-hmm. I don't know about you yeah yeah I would say the same thing you know um and and part of it for me too was if I tried to stay away from too much spoilers, spoilers. um but to try to still see what what would be helpful information to go in there and I even now in hindsight, I, I don't think spoilers really necessarily impact it. No. You know, I think no You can't spoil everything that's in there because there's no. so much. Right. Since most of the experience is, is being in there, seeing things, talking to people, um, people in there seem to be very nice, not just the cast members, but, mm-hmm. you know, the other guests and stuff. So I, I think you, if, if you feel like you want to read up about it or, you know, research a it, I think it's safe to do that. I don't think it's a spoiler situation that will interrupt your fun. Right. I completely agree with that. If you want to listen, if you wanted to skip over any of our podcasts here, there we talked about something. Um, I Again, I don't think it will ruin it. I didn't want to completely ruin um, Lady of Falcon Smuggler's run for you, but... Uh, yeah, you the, know. yeah, there's there's a couple things on that, that attraction. That, that are cool good. surprises, yeah. yeah. That brought tears to my eyes, right. but um, but if we had known him, it still would have been good. Yeah, but. oh, agreed, agreed. I uh, just want we're gonna just want to wrap up. This ended up being this is maybe my favorite day in, in a long time, maybe my favorite ever single day that I've had at Disneyland. And yes, that was a big portion of that was Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. But we had such a great morning, including the brunch at Lamplight Lounge. We wrapped it up. We, we first we went back after Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. We like had to go back to our hotel and just decompress for a little bit because and, and just, you know, discuss all the stuff that right. had happened to us because it was amazing. Uh, a few hours, a couple hours later, we went back to Disney California Adventure Park and we hadn't seen the world of color in a couple years because mm-hmm. it had been go- one it had been gone for about 10 months. 
Uh, but we finally got back. So we did the dessert party. We'd never done the dessert party. That's right. relatively new there. We did the, the World of Color dessert party uh, and that wrapped up our evening and that was really fun as well. Yeah. You know, when you look at the, the ultimate Disney sandwich, mm-hmm. you know, lamplight, brunch, Ending with a world of color dessert party and sandwich in there was Galaxy's Edge. Right. What a day. <laughs> what a day. Yeah. Uh, as far as the dessert party, I, you know, it's, it's a little pricey, but you do get this nice reserved seat. You don't have to wait and try and get a fast pass right. or, you know, sit on the concrete or whatever. You get this nice seat. Uh, they do give you a uh, nice savory and uh, sweet dessert. So they get like some cheese and crackers and grapes, but you also get like a cheesecake and a chocolate cake yes. and some cookies and stuff. Something that we still brought with us because they gave us enough that we, you know, we couldn't eat it all there. Uh, and that was all great. Uh, the only th- hit I'd give them is their, okay, we like an adult beverage or two, you right. know, especially <laughs> at the end of the night. Uh, they were a little limited on their adult beverages. There was like a Boston lager, which is fine, but um, they had some sort of mixed cocktail that was a little sweet and didn't didn't seem yes. pr- appropriate like it wasn't a good balance for sweet treats for a right. dessert and they had a sparkling wine which was fine it was pretty good but there wasn't like a red wine or a, or a white wine on there or right. whatever or, or a couple selections of beers that was the only strike i would give against it was that i wish they had a little bit better selection i like a glass of red wine with dessert i think it matches right. well it pairs well with a lot of that stuff um, and again, I'm being very particular just because that's the way I am. But right. that's kind of what I miss. I wish it been it would have been perfect if they had that. Yeah. And I think part of our thought process with that is also because when we've gone through some of the evening, like with the parades mm-hmm. um, and they had they didn't call it a dessert package. It was more like a. I don't know, appetizer. Yeah, kind we of did that thing. for the paint the night parade. Right. It was like some it was almost like a charcuterie plate where you right. had like different meats and cheeses and stuff like that. But there they they did have red and white wine. So I think that's where we were probably going in with that expectation from that experience. And it was different. But I agree with you that the the one of the drinks was very I got it. It was mm-hmm. delicious, but it was just really, really sweet. Mm-hmm. Um and but they do have really really you know they have unlimited non-alcoholic like mm-hmm. sodas and they also you, you like the hot chocolate they have they good hot have chocolate really yeah. good it was hot a little chocolate. chilly last night yeah, yeah yeah so they have really good hot chocolate and they also have coffee and decaf coffee mm-hmm. and so um, you know yes it's pricey you do have value to it but I totally agree with you with the selection it was not what I was expecting right I, it, I you know if they if they would add I. That was the only thing to keep me from doing it again is, it mm-hmm. that is the alcohol selection. Just because, again, we like a little uh, adult beverage and you're paying a fair amount of money for this. And so if you're an adult, sometimes you want that. Right. And uh, it helps break up the sweetness. I mean, there right. are a lot of great desserts and they were they were very pretty. They didn't, you know, they weren't just like what you would normally say is... Oh, the desserts know, were all... I actually yeah. liked it. The desserts were the very good. Were great. It wasn't like, okay, here's a couple cookies and, you know, a cheesecake or something. It was it was really nice. Yeah, but I think for us to do it again, they would need to add some other um, adult beverage yeah. choice on there that we great. appreciated. But we the seats were fantastic, especially for Michelle. We know that she's vertically <laughs> challenged. So we need to have a spot yeah. where she can see it, especially like the first time she ever saw I mean, quotation marks world of color <laughs> she really so only saw funny. like the top of it you I, know? yeah i never saw any of the images but i saw the glow above <laughs> right 
So ever since then, whenever we've gone back, we've done either the dining package or now we've tried the dessert package. And so you can, you can have, she can have a better spot to see it. I think this was definitely the best vantage point you had. Yes, it was definitely the best vantage point. And as you pointed out at the beginning, it was comfortable having you know, a chair to sit in and table. Um, they do have it. If you're a couple, you're usually going to sit at a table with another couple. Again, they we did that with Paint the Night mm-hmm. experience. Um, so we're used to that and... We actually met a couple that had come down for Star Wars Galaxy. They were actually in our, our same reservation window, right. which was interesting. You know, yes. and was, so we, we had a lot to discuss on that. Yeah. But it was yeah. a lot of fun. A lot of fun. And like I said, if you if you don't care that much about the alcoholic beverages and you don't mind the price, it is the best way to see it as far as just if you want a comfortable spot to see it. Right. There are, there are other ways to see it. Um, the dining package is great that you can get a really good spot for the dining package. And of course, there are fast passes to see it too. Right. Yeah. And they're free fast passes that don't link in with your mm-hmm. other fast passes. So. Right. So anyway, that was our day. It was an, the ultimate day and we were just, we were just glowing over. I couldn't, I couldn't stop talking about how good that day was because oh, it yes. was an amazing, amazing Disney day. And we crashed that. And we crashed last night. <laughs> we were so exhausted. So that was our day. And we'd love to hear about... Your version, if you've been to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, if you've been there over this opening weekend, opening week, if you're coming up in the few days, um, we'd be happy to give you tips. We'd love to hear what your experiences like. Please contact us. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah, and uh, hopefully for those of you who are looking forward to going to it, that this information was helpful, maybe whet your appetite a little bit for it as well. And uh, we're excited for everybody. Yep, and we have a few more tips for you at the end of the show, so stick around for that if you are going during this reservation area. Now let's finally get to it. I mean, enough about Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Let's get to us. <laughs> Not that this wasn't already about us, but let's get to us. Yes, this is our anniversary show. Our first episode ever was on June 3rd, so technically it's tomorrow from when we're recording this. It was technically our anniversary, but this is basically our year. This is... Right. Episode 53, this is episode one of season two of the Hyperion Adventures <laughs> podcast. So uh, well, let's start it with a little bit of a bang here. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the first ever episode of the Hyperion Adventures podcast. I'm Tom. I'm here, as always, with my wonderful wife, Michelle. I'm here with my Tinkerbell of a wife, Michelle. As always, I'm here with my wonderful, beautiful, gorgeous, Star Wars-loving wife, Michelle. (laughs) My merry, beautiful elf of a wife, Michelle. I'm Michelle, and I'm here with my gorgeous, smart, amazing husband, Tom. Oh, thank you, sweetie. This week, we are so excited because we have a guest with us. Her name is Nicole Ecabellis. She worked in guest relations as a VIP tour guide and hostess at the Disneyland Resort. Nicole, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. And one of our favorite things was Walt's apartment. Oh, yeah. What can you tell us about that? When I first stepped into Walt's apartment, you just, you feel these goosebumps. It's like you can feel like his presence in there. And when they told me I was going to get to give tours of Walt's apartment, I just... Are you wow. sure? Like <laughs> me? I Are you sure? We're so happy today to have this really special guest. His name is Lee Cockrell. He is the former executive vice president of operations for the Walt Disney World Resort. Mr. Cockrell, it's Tom and Michelle. Thanks for joining us on the Hyperion Adventures podcast. 
Well, it's good to be with you. Thanks for having me on today. What would you say would be a highlight or memorable experience of opening up Disneyland Paris? Opening day. It was an incredible event. We had 10,000 people come for the opening. We, t- we checked in 10,000 people. We didn't lo- lose one bag. Wow. We are having... A Mickey party, a D23 Mickey party. For the first time ever, we actually have a studio audience with us. (laughs) (laughs) let's get to our main topic i've been so excited about this since week three i've been plotting this out for a long time here we go here's the start of our run disney race day preparations one two three four five six seven eight nine it's the 10 run disney race day commandments all right I've been so excited for that for the longest time. Yes, this is the 10 Run Disney Race Day Commandments. I love it. And we are going to start this series that's going to be our top five favorite things. And let's get to it. The top five things at the Disneyland Resort. Today we're doing our five favorite Disney songs. Our five favorite Disney romantic couples. Let's get to it. This is our five favorite Disney songs that made us cry. Goodbye may seem forever. Farewell is like the end. But in my heart's the memory. And there you'll always be. You know, obviously, if you're not familiar with the Fox and the Hound, this is a really sweet scene. If you get a chance to see this, when she drives away, you can see in both of their faces just how lonely they both feel. (laughs) Cut, take two. Um. You watch Todd there. And he's there, and he's just so happy to be riding along with her in the car. And then when she drives away, It is, it is. It's crazy. Please tell a friend about us. Please you know, tell, if we tell multiple friends, actually. As I always say, you two tell, tell as I always say, but as I always say, you tell two friends and they two tell friends. I can't even say it. It's been a long episode. Forget it. Just tell two friends. It's please. all that crying that we did at the I'm, beginning. I'm where I need to hydrate. I know. I need to hydrate. I'm, I'm all teared out. I'm Tom. I'm Michelle. And we hope that you have a magical week. Bye. <laughs> So there it is, just a little bit of a look back at our season that was. There were so many things, I couldn't fit them all in there, but I wanted to kind of get a broad base of some of the things, especially if some of you joined us along the path. Maybe you didn't know about some of the interviews we did or some of the uh, five favorite things or the 10 Run Disney Race Day Commandments. <laughs> that was a great montage there, baby. I love that. Yeah, thank you. So I uh, kind of threw that together. We've been kind of pressed for time this week. We've been pretty busy, as you just heard from our, 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 our recap of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and some of the stuff we had planned. So didn't have a time to really, really put stuff together, but I wanted to kind of get something out there to kind of share uh, a little bit of our show. And I also, we, we have a lot of friends that have joined us on this. And I want to start with one of our, our favorite Disney friends that yeah, has kind of joined dear, us. Dear, dear people. Yes, yes. So uh, let's get to Trent and Jenny from the Disney DNA pod.
Hey everyone, it's Trent and Jenny from the Disney DNA Podcast. Michelle and Tom, we are so excited for you celebrating your one year anniversary of the podcast. And we are so happy for you achieving this wonderful milestone. We absolutely love you and your fantastic show and we love the fun you bring to each and every episode. Michelle, I just really, really love your excitement. You're so bubbly and fun and you just bring so much joy to the show. And Tom, I also enjoy your excitement because you're always so positive and I can tell you really get excited doing the show. The both of you are so passionate for Disney and it shows in each episode. What I really like most is that you share your emotions like Trent. Yes. I I can't say like me, but like Trent. Because some of us, Jenny, have to have some of those eye sweats. That's right. It shows how passionate you are for Disney. And we are excited to see what y'all bring to the podcast community, especially in the Disney podcast community. That's right. Hyperion Adventures podcast is a staple on both of our podcast list, and we are happy to be part of this episode. We really consider both of you part of our family. And I also want to thank you for all that you do for being amazing people in our life to many more adventures. Now let's go celebrate. <laughs> so nice of Trent and Jenny to, oh to do that for gosh, us. Oh my gosh, yes. That was phenomenal. We really, really appreciate it. We love you both. You are wonderful. You have a great podcast as well, Disney DNA. We love it. We look forward to it every week. And we are loving the interaction on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And what you sent to us was top-notch solid yeah i thought the, the music <laughs> the music addition on that is why they we had them kick off this part of the show because i just thought the celebrate music was really good and uh, trent and jenny really appreciate that disney dna podcast give them a listen we are actually on one of their shows their 199th episode uh we had some fun with them they will be on our show uh here eventually soon they'll be joining us you can follow them on twitter at disney dna they are great and uh, we love trent and jenny very much absolutely you both are wonderful wonderful people we adore you and yes we can't wait to have you on our show it's going to be a fun topic i think that we'll all enjoy together absolutely there's no question about that so let's go through a few facts of this past year of doing this podcast and we started this podcast we you know we just did this basically because we were tired of wearing out people's ears our friends our family talking about disney all the time we're like well we need to find another avenue to do this because we're driving people crazy so we started this podcast we're like well we'll see i don't know if anybody will ever actually listen to us but we'll do this thing well let's talk about what's happened over the last year here we've been downloaded now thousands multiple thousands of times it's unbelievable we didn't know if we'd be downloaded five times uh but we've been downloaded once yeah <laughs> thousands i thought maybe family and some uh, yeah, friends might true. do it once and then be uh, okay we, we hear it enough we don't need to listen to them again uh thousands of times we have been downloaded in 46 of the 50 states and the district of columbia in the u.s by the way Delaware, North Dakota, Vermont, Wyoming. What's up with you guys? Download us. Um, I have to say, some of our stats might not be completely accurate. So if you live in one of those states and you have downloaded us, let us know because we want to complete our list here of all 50 states. So 
Uh, we've also been downloaded in, more, I, I believe uh, this is actually incorrect. I think there's a couple more than this, but I know for sure we've been downloaded in at least 69 countries wow. around the world. That's so, impressive. Yeah. So we are thrilled to, that we have gone from not knowing if anybody would want to listen to us, that some of you join us week in and week out. We've gotten some wonderful reviews from you out there, and we really appreciate the love that you've shown us. Uh, this show, I mean, yes, we it's all about us, but really it's also all about you. We love talking with you, and you inspire us each and every week. Right. You do inspire us. And, you know, I think it's great how we all can be talking about the same topics, but do it in such a different Mm -hmm. way and, you know, really get pumped up about it by each of us. And, you know, we do love listening to all your podcasts as well. And, I just, I don't, I don't want to get too emotional. But this is pretty it's early fun. Already. It's this is happen. pretty exciting. And yeah. we really appreciate the love. We appreciate the love from all of you out there. All of our Hyperion adventurers, everybody out there, you are all our Hyperion adventurers, our family. We love you very much. Let's get another member of our family. We're going to start talking about some of our favorite shows. And another member of our Disney family is Tony from the Disney Discussions mm-hmm. Podcast. Hey, Tom and Michelle, it's Tony from Disney Discussions Podcast here. Just wanted to say happy anniversary, one year anniversary on your podcast. I probably found it about six months ago and went back and listened to everything. I love everything you guys do. You guys have a great chemistry. You can tell that you love each other. You have fun doing the podcast. You love Disney. You guys have a great knowledge of both Disneyland and Disney World, which is nice. Um, I love the list shows that you do. I love that you incorporate your fans, your your social media followers into your shows. You make sure that we have input on those lists. You guys just do a great show. There's a great energy. Um, I like the the relationships that have been formed on social media with your podcast. You guys uh, do a great job on social media. Uh, doing a podcast myself, I know how hard it is sometimes. You know, to record and then edit and then get it out there and. Uh, let people know. So you guys do a great job at that. It always sounds great. I love the the audio clips that you're always able to add in. It's a fantastic show. I hope that you guys are able to keep it up for years and years to come. I hope that we were able to collaborate more together. I know you recorded something from my show that'll be out soon. I'd love to do something on your show and have you on live on our show. It'd be great. So keep it up. Congratulations on the one-year anniversary. And I hope to hear many, many more episodes soon. See you real soon. That is so sweet. We really love Tony and we love listening to his podcast. Love his son, Sparrow and Stitch as well. They they bring a lot of joy to their podcast and a lot of fun perspective. And it's interesting um, to hear some of their, their dialogue. And it's like, oh, wow, I never thought of it that yeah. way. <laughs> It's great. So. so yeah, definitely check out the Disney Discussions podcast. You can find them on Twitter at Disney underscore Discuss. Um, he, great show. Thank you, Tony. And he brought yes. up a good point on some of the shows that I love the most. And we've talked about it in our open here. And we're going to talk about it a little now is our list shows. I didn't ever want to be the show that just did lists. <laughs> but we have so much fun doing those list shows that we wanted to do them every once in a while. And I think some of our best shows were some of our five favorite things shows. I would agree. First of all, it's fun getting ready for those shows Mm -hmm. you know as well and it's like wow this is challenging thought it was gonna be an easy topic Mm -hmm. you know but it is fun and what's 
especially fun too is getting the feedback from other people mm-hmm. you know whether we're asking for some of people's their favorite list beforehand that we can share or even after the show feedback people give us of what their lists were or some other list ideas it's it's a great interaction that you know when you first talked about doing a podcast and and I know I've said this before and it's the absolute truth you said honey I want us to do a Disney podcast. And I just, you know, there's a lot of things you say that I'm like, yeah, yeah. You're crazy. Yeah, (laughs) that was one of them. I'm like, what? what? (laughs) Why? Who's going to listen to us and everything? And so not only like you mentioned in the stats, people listening to us, but just the fun interaction Mm -hmm. of having with people that I wasn't expecting. It's been a wonderful, um, you know, side thing that has happened as a result of it and making friends that you know and we talk about this sometimes joke about it when you and I are talking alone it's like you know we sound like kids when we find you know like we're we're in third grade and we got a brand new friend yeah, you know it's so funny we are that people we are those people like oh we're so excited new friend. To hear from these people. and it's so funny when we're when i'm telling somebody that we know whether it be a family member or whatever we're, oh we got these new friends you know mm. <laughs> and it's like oh wait that sounds really childish yeah. but <laughs> no we, we we have a great community out there we have a great you, know, you all we just talked about a little bit ago mm-hmm. all you hyperion adventurers we love you all you've been so interactive with our shows in so many ways and you help us do these five favorite lists. You give us ideas that we never even thought of and and, and expand the show and make it much more interesting. And so we appreciate you all. Thank you so much. And we will be doing many more. We have already ideas waiting for more five favorite lists that definitely not going away. We're not going to be the show of lists. That's not all we're going to do, but we will be doing a lot of those because those are some of our favorite shows to do. And and we've, as we've seen from downloads and your comments, some of your favorite shows to listen to as well. Yeah. As I said, those are fun shows for us for a lot of great reasons. Yeah. So much fun. So much fun. So let's get to another one of our friends that we met through this and has really become, it was one of our actually first social media outreaches to us uh, that they, wanted to listen to one of our shows and gave us a review and uh, really they've become really dear friends to us on social media. Mm-hmm. And that is part of our world podcast. And Keenan chimed in with a little bit of a, a note for us here. Tom and Michelle, what can I say? Your show is amazing. In fact, it's hard to believe that it's only been a year because Hyperion Adventures podcast is one of the most professional Disney podcasts out there. I mean, seriously, you guys are pros. One thing in particular I love about your shows is the way that you do top five lists. Actually, we may have stolen slash been inspired by the way you do it, which is having little clips with the characters and songs. I thought that was really cool. Just adds a a nice element to your show. I'm also really struck by how knowledgeable both of you are. Tom, you mentioned each week how Michelle always has really interesting picks, which is true. But I think you both do, and I think a lot of it comes from your depth of knowledge of the Disney movie universe. You're always pulling out crazy facts and things that you remember that really trigger my nostalgia, and I'm like, oh yeah, I totally forgot that that happened in this movie, or that this was in these parks, and I love it. It's great. Uh, One episode in particular that really does that is your 90s throwback episode. So listeners should go check that out if they haven't heard it yet. Uh, But really, you know, I listen every week. I think you guys are just the greatest. Not only is your show fantastic, but you are amazing people. Tom, you gush over Michelle every week, and it's simultaneously adorable 
and makes me realize that I need to remind Rachel how lovely she is and how much I appreciate her. So just you guys are just a sweet, sweet couple. Uh, in the Disney online community, you are the most genuine, kind, caring people that we know. And we're so grateful for our online friendship and can't wait to meet up in the park someday. Anyway, congrats on going for a year strong. Keep up the great work and here's to many more years to come. Wow, it's so sweet to hear that from Keenan. And, you know, we love both him and Rachel. We love their podcast. Um, we love bouncing ideas together. And they're really, like you said, they were one of the first ones to, you know, really give us some feedback. And they are very warm, loving people mm -hmm. that we adore. And we love experiencing Disney through their eyes. And they bring some different unique ideas to us as well so wonderful people we can't thank you enough yeah and we're, we also have some things many of these people you're going to hear this about because uh, we have some things in the works and we do have something in the works with Keenan and Rachel and the part of our world podcast check them out they're on Twitter at P-O-O-W part of our world podcast uh, definitely check them out they're so mm -hmm. great but yeah and Keenan brought up the 90s show and that is also one of my favorite shows because we just had some interesting thing to talk about the 90s and it was all inspired by we went Went to 90, Disneyland after Dark 90s night, and Captain Marvel was coming out at the same time, which is set in the 90s. And it was just, you know, it's a it's a decade that doesn't get talked about a lot within the Disney universe or just in, in general, you know. Uh, but it was so interesting to delve into Disney in the 90s, and I think that was a really fun show for it, us. It was a fun show, and like you said, it was fun getting to prepare for it by going to the, mm -hmm. you know, nighttime show and the movie. And um, we have a lot of great memories from the 90s as well. So it was a fun show for us. Yeah, too. definitely. Definitely so much fun. And uh, we really appreciate Keenan and Rachel's friendship. And we look forward to yes. building that more in the future. On to our next topic. Now, uh, I'm going to combine a couple of our, fan, our, our, our favorite people out there because uh, this they kind of talked about uh, some of our favorite shows that were uh, kind of similar. So I'm going to put in here, this is first going to be, uh, it's going to be Nate and Serena from DVC Duo, and then it's going to be Cassie from Disflix and Tidbit. So check these two out. Hey, Tom and Michelle, Nate and Serena here. Uh, Longtime listeners, first time callers. Congrats on your one year anniversary, guys. It's been quite the whirlwind year for you both, and we've certainly enjoyed being a part of your journey. So Nate, what do you think has been your favorite episode so far? Um, I actually loved the episodes, actually two of them that you did, the, uh, you know, Disneyland for Disney World people and, uh, and vice versa. Really helped me out. I've never been to Disneyland and really gave me some good tips next time we go. He's We're, never been to Disneyland. I know, crazy, right? I have, when I was 10. <laughs> We're going. We're going next year. That's our, on our bucket list. Well, anyways, congrats well, again, guys. We can't wait to hear what you have to say about uh, the Galaxy's Edge over at uh, Disneyland and... Um, we definitely look forward to seeing you at Disney World at some point and grabbing a drink at uh, the Top of the World Lounge. And uh, first round's on us. So cheers. Cheers. Congratulations. Congrats. Happy podcast birthday, Hyperion Adventures. Hey, Tom and Michelle. This is Cassie from Disflix and Tidbits Podcast. I just wanted to congratulate you both on such a big milestone for Hyperion Adventures Podcast. And honestly, I can't believe it's only been a year for you all because you both sound like you've been doing it for so long with how comfortable and passionate you both are with each Disney topic you present to us each week. The energy that you both bring to everything you do, whether it's this this podcast or other social media outlets, you bring a smile to my face and bring me right there with you too, and I'm sure others feel the same way. 
I'm personally a fan of your Insta stories of your adventures on Instagram, too. <laughs> I love the fact that Tom is the Disneyland spokesman and Michelle is the Walt Disney World spokeswoman, if you will. It's really nice to have those two different outlooks on the parks like that that I can really relate to because I grew up near Disneyland and my husband grew up near Walt Disney World. So I love the park episodes that have the differences and the different outlooks from fans of either coast. So uh, I can't wait to both hear uh, about both of your thoughts on Galaxy's Edge, Disneyland, being Star Wars fans yourselves. Oh my god, we have a Star Wars land. Anyway, happy birthday Hyperion Adventures and I wish you many more years and many more dis- subscribers and downloads and everything you deserve. Thank you so much, Cassie. That was, of course, Cassie from uh, Disflix and Tidbits podcast. It was that they do. She does a great show breaking down a lot of different uh, Disney movies. Uh, right. You yeah. Can, you can find her at Dis- Disflix Tidbit. Right. And a, a, a shout out also to Nate and Serena. How fun. DVC duo. That's right. And we love you. And we, um, we'll we take you up on that drink offer. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, we will. <laughs> we get round two. We're looking forward to it. We love experiencing um, Disneyland with people who haven't been there. Yeah. That is so fun. So yeah. uh, we look forward to hooking up with you sometime. And, you know, um, thank you so much for taking the time for really giving us a wonderful, um, I'm getting emotional, um, okay. uh, a wonderful feedback there. And yeah. thank you so much for taking the time uh, as well as Cass. Yeah. If you don't know DVC duo, um, they do a really great blog. Yes. About the Disney vacation club, but also just about Walt Disney world and mm-hmm. Disney in general. Uh, you really should check them out and you can find them on Twitter at DVC duo. Disflex and tidbits, uh, is another great show. She's just about to kick off a series with another friend of ours, uh, at tombstone, Josh, right? Who uh, it's interesting. I was listening to this the other day, and I was shocked by this. Uh, they're doing a thing, and it's kind of similar to something we're in the process of doing and looking at the you know our Star Wars Remembered series. But the thing is, is that Tombstone Josh has never seen. Well, I think he's seen a little bit of one Star Wars movie, but he has no idea. And I was listening to this episode. He really has, unless he's just selling this character. He has no idea what anything about Star Wars. So then they're going to do this series where they watch these movies and kind of get his reaction. I think it's an interesting experiment and yeah. I'm looking forward to hearing all about it. Yeah, so it'll be fun to hear. Thank you both for that. But they, you know, they both referenced uh, one. I, when you guys get to Disneyland, let us know. We'd love to meet up with you. And of yes, of course, DVC duo top of the world lounge, as Michelle said, we're definitely doing that. And that includes, unfortunately, Monday morning monorail wanted to do something for us. They're in the process of a move right now. Major they're, move. Yeah, yeah. They're moving from, I think it's Tennessee to Orlando. So they're going <laughs> to be there. Uh, they, they apologize. They wanted to do something they just, didn't have the time, but uh, they are part of this meetup that we're eventually going to have at the top of the world. And anybody, any of these people out here, by the way, if it works out schedule-wise, we want to meet you at the top of the world lounge for a, a nice, fun evening. Uh, but anyway, they brought up the Disneyland for the Disney World fans and the Walt Disney World for the Disneyland fans episodes. And I think those were another couple of our favorites to make. Yeah, they they were. And, you know, it was fun getting the, you know, our thoughts together on how to exp- experience that um, from both angles, you know, and again, I think our whole purpose was to really just try to help make it the the best experience for people who haven't gone from one of the parks to the others and, and making sure the expectations were, you know, appropriate so that it was a wonderful time. And we got a lot of great feedback on that. And it was 
again, I agree with you. It's a it was a fun series to do. Yeah, and, and that's part of the part of what we felt like we could do this podcast is because we felt like we have a well-rounded experience. The fact that yes, I grew up at going to the Disneyland Resort and you grew up going to the Walt Disney World Resort is kind of unique. I mean, it's not completely unique as you heard from Cassie there that sure her husband's kind of the same right. way with her. Uh, but it's kind of a unique look at it and I felt that that was kind of a, another reason why we should be out there doing this show. So, again, it's about us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard for it to be about us. You do know this is torture. <laughs> yes, no, not really. We pretend it's torture. It's not. We we are all about us. <laughs> 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 you're funny yeah um, let's get to another interesting thing that we did and you heard a little bit of it in that open there is we've had several interviews this year one of our interviews is actually a, a, a friend of ours uh, that we've grown their friendship with over the year and uh, she is actually an OG Hyperion adventurer she's mm-hmm. been listening to us from the beginning we brought her on for an episode and she sent us a little note that was very sweet as well hi Tom and Michelle congratulations on the one year anniversary of your podcast it is such a wonderful milestone and accomplishment. I know it's been a lot of hard work and diligence to create this wonderful content and stay consistent in publishing each week, but it has been a great success and you really should celebrate. You have grown as our hosts while keeping your true personalities and letting that Disney passion and deep knowledge shine through in every episode. You have such a warm, welcoming way about you, and it really keeps your listeners smiling while learning more about all things Disney through your views. Thank you so much for letting me be your guest on episode 38. That was a first for me, but a really fun and special experience. So thank you again for trusting me to be on your show and contribute. I really admire you taking this leap and finding an outlet for your Disney passion together. And I just truly wish you all the best in your second year. You deserve every success and continued happiness that comes your way. I can't wait to hear what adventures come along this next year. Thanks, guys. Yeah, we really appreciate that from Amy. She, like you said, she's our friend. She's wonderful. You know, we kind of first got introduced her with, um, you know, the the concept of the Disney Moms panel. Mm -hmm. And we saw with her a similar passion for Disney that we had, uh, great knowledge. You know, she's somebody who's really wonderful at researching things she's she's not going to say something unless she knows it's true so mm-hmm. amy says that you you can go to the bank with that right, that's for sure. <laughs> There's no question. she's uh but she's such a sweetheart um we've really really grown to love her um and we appreciate that that feedback and she's she was on that show which was great it was a wonderful show that we did together and it was also um Amy, that gave us some ideas for some of our top five lists. Yes, uh, she's been uh, a frequent contributor on this show. You guys work together. We both had you both had different parts of that uh, Disney Institute episode right. where kind of if you didn't know what the Disney Institute was, uh, they kind of found out. They kind of discussed it because both Michelle and Amy had gone to it at some points, and uh, really appreciate her help. We've had some other interviews on as well that uh, maybe we we haven't done as many interviews recently, except for some friends have come in and joined us, but we haven't has many interviews recently but we've had some good ones in the past and i think you heard a little couple of them in that open that we played uh, nicole the former 
VIP uh, hostess from Disneyland. Yes. She did a great job telling us a little bit behind that and what goes into it and what it's like to be a cast member and how she became had that role right. and some of the fun and interesting. And she just has a real passion for Disney. Yeah, she really does. And, you know, she was a fun person to have on to give us some of that behind the scenes. And again, talk about somebody with passion, you know, her, her love of Disney and working at Disney. You could tell that, you know, every day for her at Disney was just like the first day. It was just an honor for her. She adored and loved it. And that came through in her interview with us. And uh, she also was in a, a second Mm -hmm. Um, show when we did a series on tying the knot with Disney. So uh, her and her husband did tie the knot at Disneyland. So it was fun getting some feedback and some some details about that. Yeah, that was a great uh, episode. It was a great series that we did there. We did uh, our uh, vow renewal on Disney Cruise. We did our friend, good friend Rob LaBerry, who you're going to hear from in a little bit here as well, uh, who got married to his lovely wife, Kim, at the Walt Disney World Resort. And then, yes, uh, Nicole and her husband, Joe, at the uh, uh, Disneyland Resort. Right. So uh, those were, that was a really fun series. And yeah, if, you, if you're thinking about getting married, you should check that out. Uh, we also had Lee, heard Lee Cockrell on, who many people know know that throughout the uh, Disney universe and we had yes. him on early on to talk about uh, leading the team at the Walt Disney World Resort and opening up Disneyland Paris for many things we had uh, a gentleman by the name of Gray Hauser who joined us uh, he Gray has uh, a visual disability is, uh, has some struggles uh, visually and he kind of went on and talked about some of the things that Disney does uh, to help people who have disabilities and how they can get through their days and how they make sure they have magical experiences. Right. You know, uh, in addition to him having a very inspirational story and how he sh- shared how amazing Disney has been to him on some maybe even some challenging experiences in his life, which it was great how, how um, transparent he is in sharing his story. But he also really gives a lot of great information on how to um, let everybody with any kind of disability enjoy Disney and that that is their goal. And it was a really great um, episode. I learned a lot from Mm -hmm. him, uh, things that I would never have realized, you know, that they do to help people experience it, you know, like even just one example is the the issue if you if you are have a visual impairment and you want to see haunted mansion but it's just too dark, how they will space things out so that you can actually have a light or a flashlight mm-hmm. going on, and you know other other things we, we talked about in that episode. I want to re, 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 redo that. Episode he had a here, medical emergency when he was out of yeah. resort. Now they responded to that, so that was kind of interesting right. too. So, yeah, uh, check that episode out. It was uh, really, really interesting. So we also had Zach Abrams on, who is the Assistant Vice President of Community Engagement. This is a mouthful. And special (laughs) events for the Chalk Children's Foundation. And he came on to talk about the Chalk Walk, which, again, the Chalk Walk is coming up again in, uh, I think it's in August or September of this year. And uh, it's really a, a great event that happens at the Disneyland Resort, and uh, you should check into that. We're still trying to figure out if we're going to do it again this year, but it's always a lot of fun. In, right. In doing it. It's for a great cause. Yeah. If we want to do it, there is a potential conflict that we're mm-hmm. not sure if it's going to be able to, to, to be allowing us to be in the walk, but I agreed. It, the Chalk Walk is a, for a great cause. It's a lot of fun, and 
you know, if you have an opportunity to participate in that, we would really encourage you. And you can go back to that episode and hear all about it if you want to hear what the Chalk Walk is all about. There's a lot of cool stuff there. Uh, We had one of our very best listeners wrote us a little note uh, to talk about some of the things that uh, she likes about our show. Abby Normal 22 is at Abigail Bork on Twitter. Uh, She wrote us, I have only just started to listen to this podcast and my favorite episode is, quote, the Disney songs that make us cry. That was one of our favorites (laughs) as well and i love how you guys do the run disney races i hope to race with you guys someday and that's really sweet and uh that brings me to one of the he was in the open one of my favorite episodes was our (laughs) run disney race day commandments i swear if you didn't hear that show from day or from the episode three of that when i was out on a run myself i've got this idea because we love (laughs) hamilton so much i'm like i'm gonna do this thing but now we got to wait until there's the perfect time to spring it and i wanted to wait until we did this right before the wine and dime half marathon weekend and uh, it was just like i totally sprung it on michelle yeah it was (laughs) was just such a fun episode to do <laughs> yeah, no, it was great and and we really appreciate Abigail taking the time to, you know, share some feedback for us on our anniversary show. Thank you so much. She she also follows us on Pinterest, which we really appreciate Yay, and Pinterest. you know, she's Everybody a, follow she's us a on sweetheart. Pinterest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So thank you, Abigail. And we would love to do a run with you someday. Absolutely. You know, we're, we're, we're trying to figure out when our next run Disney race is. It's a little bit tougher since they have been on the West Coast recently, but we do plan to do another one out there at Walt Disney World Resort sometime soon. And hopefully they're coming back to the Disneyland Resort I soon. Know. Hopefully D23 Expo, we find something about that. Yes. Hopefully. We'll see. Uh, let's move on here. And now I want to talk about another thing that's been a really big part of our show, which doesn't surprise anybody if you know anything about us. And uh, this is coming from Aaron and Emily from The Shining shimmering splendid podcast hi tom and michelle it's aaron and emily from shining shimmering splendid a disney movie podcast we wanted to say congrats on your one-year podcast anniversary and we're so excited to be part of this community with you yes thank you so much for all your love and support and we love listening to your episodes especially the latest episode we listened to on star wars so exciting congrats guys congrats so thank you, Aaron and Emily from the Shining Shimmering Splendid Podcast. You can find them on Twitter at Shining Podcast. They have a fun little podcast. They break down very actually some very interesting Disney movies right. that you may not have thought about or have not thought about in a long time. And they have a really good show. And we may be working with them on something very soon as well. Yeah, yeah. It's, it is fun. You know, we, we can all, just like Disney, you can talk about the same topic, but really cover it in different ways. And they're wonderful. Yeah. So they brought up the fact that we love Star Wars. We talk about Star Wars all the time. Yes, you just half this episode has been about Star Wars Galaxy's right. Edge. We love Star Wars. A lot of our episodes have been focused on Star Wars. We're doing our Star Wars Remembered series. That's going to continue on into next year or in the next year of this podcast. Uh, we did the uh, one that was breaking down past, present, and well, now it's still now it's actually present of Star Wars in the parks, uh, right. you know, before Galaxy's Edge opened. We talked a little bit about that with Rob LaBerry, uh, talking a lot about Star Wars in the parks. We just love Star Wars. We are Star Wars fans. We're Marvel fans, but we, there's just something about Star Wars with us. It's just been part of our lives for so many long, so long that it is just kind of second nature to focus on Star Wars many times. Right, exactly. So that those have been big parts of us. Now I want to get to, and we saved this these people for last because we've made some really great friends in this community. I mean, really great. All these people that you've heard from here, other people that you haven't even heard from, um, have just treated us so nicely within this Disney community, the Disney 
social media, Disney podcast, Disney, whatever you want to call it, community. Um, they've been wonderful. We've made some wonderful friends, but probably the best friends we've made to this point. And I'm going to get emotional about this. You could do it. <laughs> <laughs> really the best friends we've made. We kind of knew them a little bit before this show, um, but we've really drawn to each other and we've had some great times. We've met at the parks. Um, Rob has been on our show many, many times. Um, we, he, we met him and his wife, Kim, who is really special to us. They've been listeners from the beginning. They've propped us up and we've n- not felt as strong about this show because of not as many listens, right. um, you know, topics, whatever the case may be. Maybe you didn't feel it was your best show. Maybe I didn't feel right. like it was my best show. They were always there to support us. And I, I just want to get, uh, Rob, Kim, you guys are the best. Um, I'm just going to get to their clip from them. Hi, Tom and Michelle. It's Kim. And Rob LaBerry from the Jedi Temple Archives podcast. Congratulations on the one-year anniversary of the Hyperion Adventures podcast. But before we get into what we love about your show, we have a few comments that got sent in from a couple of your favorite admirers. More! More! No, I'm not so loud. Let me hear you. <laughs> Ooh! Terrible! Bad! Not bad! Oh, pretty good. Okay! Decent! Fair! Great! I loved it! Bravo! That was a funny show. Yes, it was. I wonder if they meant it that way. <laughs> this show is awful. Terrible. Disgusting. See you next week? Of course. Well, as they say in France, adios. Well, that's Spanish. I know, I don't speak French. <laughs> so there's just a few comments from two of our favorite Muppet trolls, Stadler and Waldorf. My favorite episode was your series, Tying the Knot with Disney. Not just the episode which included Rob discussing our wedding at the Walt Disney World Resort and hearing about Nicole and Joe's Disneyland wedding, but learning more about the two of you and your vow renewal aboard the Disney Cruise Line, which sounded and looked amazing. We also learned that you guys are so much alike that surprising each other is almost impossible. We feel a special kinship with other couples who love Disney as much as we do and who feel it is the perfect place to commit to each other in the destination for fun and family. For me personally, I wanted to thank you both for the repeated opportunities you've provided me to be part of the Hyperion Adventures podcast. Disney is certainly what brought us together, and it just goes to show that true Disney fans really are awesome people. I always enjoy coming on to talk about Star Wars and Disney with you guys, and very much appreciate that you both take time out of your busy schedules to come on to the Jedi Temple Archives podcast to talk Star Wars with me. We feel blessed to have had the opportunity to get to know you both personally and to spend time together in the parks and during our vacations. Your commitment to each other and the integrity and class by which you both have walked through your lives is an inspiration to us. So guys, thanks for the hours of entertainment, the laughs, the support for the Jedi Temple Archives podcast, and most importantly, for the hundred bucks you sent us to record this. No, for your friendship. (laughs) We We love love you you both, both and we can't wait to see what year number two has in store. Wow. I had heard this once before. You've played it for me, but hearing it again is just amazing. They are wonderful people. And again, you know, I I feel like I'm a broken record here, but, you know, we did meet up with Rob and Kim, but we first found them through social media, through our interactions with social media, and feel like it's been such a wonderful friendship to the point now that um, when we're experiencing things, even at the park, that 
it's not uncommon to say, oh, wouldn't Kim like this or wouldn't Rob like this, you know? And so you guys are amazing. You've become family to us. We really appreciate um, all your feedback. As Tom mentioned, you know, that you give us inspiration when we're not even at our best. And we love that about you. And, you know, you, you give us such great props, but, you know, we know some of things that your walk of life has presented to you and you've gone in there with style and grace and we have so much admiration and love for you. They are such great people and um, I can't tell you how much we love them. Um, Again, uh, this show, I don't know if we make it to this point. If it weren't for their support that they showed us many times when we were feeling low about the show, um, some different things and giving us different ideas. And it's a reason why we bring Rob on a lot. One, he's a great Star Wars fan. You should check out the Jedi Temple Archives podcast and you can find them on Twitter at JTA podcast. Um, It just, you know, they've been so great to us. I, I just... I don't know. Again, I, I, I struggled over where to place them in the show, but I figured the end of the show was the best because that is, you know, they, like finish out strong. Finish out with our best friends. Right, and, uh, exactly. You know, finish out with the best. So. Right. Absolutely. I mean, we love everybody who has sent us mm-hmm. information. We love our Twitter family and... Um, we really appreciate everybody took time to provide that those, you know, I mean, you took time out of your, your days and we appreciate it. Um, Rob and Kim, you're very special to us. We can't emphasize that enough. And we're looking forward to very soon getting mm-hmm. together again and having some more Disney experiences. And we really, really do love you as our family. Yeah. We have uh, some connections uh, with Rob and Kim coming up here soon. We're going to see them at Walt Disney world resort in just a little while. They're coming out to Disneyland pretty soon. We're Yay. planning, we're plotting that out as well. And who knows what's coming up. We maybe have a Disney cruise together. Uh, but uh, yes, all of our friends out there, we, Rob and Kim, you guys are special and you really pumped us up when we needed to. All of these people have pumped us up at some point during this uh, year that we've been here and we love them all and we want to meet them all and we want to work with them all. Um, so uh, thank you to everybody. Like you said, Michelle, it was very well said that took time out of their day to say something special about this show. I, I never would have imagined this when we started this almost a year ago today. Absolutely not. Yeah, I would have. Again, who would listen and, and right. things like that. And and I know I'm repeating it again. It's just that I would not have expected to be making so many great friends. Great with people. friends. Uh, right. Wonderful people. And we love every single one of these people. And you should, if you don't know them, if you're not following them, if you're not listening to their shows, if you're not reading their blogs, follow them on Twitter, read their blogs, subscribe to their podcast and give them a review because they're all great and they all approach things in a very different way. Yeah, they're all fun. They're all very informative. Um, I could just go on and on about different different ones and what we've learned from them and just having fun times. I mean, it's not there's nothing that's more fun to me than on my drive Mm-hmm. home especially drive home from work is to really detach from work and listen to any, any of these podcasts you know or you know at in the evenings checking out some blogs and getting some information helping us with our trip so they are great yes absolutely all great so that's a look back at our year that was with this podcast let's look a little bit more now towards the future of what's coming with this podcast yeah. and we're going to start just right with next week's show which is going to be a uh, very interesting show because it's going to be a quote 
very special, end quote, <laughs> Hyperion Adventures podcast. And this is, it goes back to our episode that was one of many of favorites. Uh, it was the Disney songs that made us cry. And Michelle told a little story in that episode about uh, a daughter that she gave up for adoption. And uh, several of you have contacted, us, uh, contacted mm-hmm. us and contacted Michelle about how much that story touched you. Well, we were in Arizona last week with her daughter, and you heard the kids on this last week's episode, the grandkids, her kids, um, and we talked with her about that. We talked with her about the, um, their story, mm-hmm. and it's a very special story and a very interesting story, and I think that you'll all like it. It's not truly Disney, okay, but it's a really cool story, and I think that you'll all enjoy it, and I hope you all listen to it. Yeah, um, we appreciate the feedback that we did get from people about about the story and so that did inspire us to say hey maybe we should delve into it a little bit more like you mentioned it's not necessarily pure disney story although we have gone on some disney vacations together mm-hmm. now but um we hope you like it and we love to hear your feedback after that one airs yes it's going to be like i said it's going to be a very special Hyperion Adventures podcast. <laughs> uh, but we won't uh, completely not be talking about Disney last week right. because we will also be in Walt Disney World next weekend. And so, yes, we taped this interview and that's going to be the bulk of it. We wanted to, uh, since we're going to be very busy during that time, we didn't want to take uh, you know, a long period of our day to record a podcast. But we are going to report a piece of that. At least that's our plan to report a piece of that podcast while we're out there. So we will give a, a brief recap of what had gone on to our visit to Walt Disney World to that point and talk right. a little bit about that. And uh, then in the next week, uh, we're kind of going to be in more relaxed mode and we plan on doing a complete recap while we're out in Florida. We're going to be in a different spot in Florida, but we're going to give kind of a complete recap of our our Walt Disney World trip. Yeah. And so uh, it's going to be, I think, one of our first times that we're actually talking a lot about the podcast or, you know, once we're out there. Right. You know, yeah. we've usually had such a short time there that we may just give a little feedback, but now we're really going to try to delve into making it a little bit more, you know, quote unquote live. Just, just assuming my equipment will, or, you know, our equipment will make it through uh, the, <laughs> the flight out there and TSA and everything else, but uh, it's going to, should be a lot of fun and hopefully that will work out. So we'll do that in the next year. We're also planning on trying to get back to doing some more interviews. Um, we I have some ideas out there and some people I'm going to try and reach out to. So we hope to get some Disney style interviews, Disney people interviews and some things that you might find interesting. We also, all these shows we talked about, we talked about it many times when all these people came on. We plan on collaborating with many of you out there who have uh, helped us with this show, different podcasters, different bloggers. Right. Uh, we plan on collaborating with them on our show and uh, on their show possibly as well. So look out for that coming up in this year. Uh, one of our big things is that we have coming up is that uh, we've talked many times about the D23 Expo that's coming up in August. Well, we are going to be there for every day yes. of the D23 Expo. We have made arrangements that we're probably going to be at every big panel at the D23 Expo and some of the smaller ones as well. And every single day at the end of the day, we're going to be recapping the day's events at the D23 Expo. So that'll be the one time where we're not just doing a weekly show. We will probably do some shorter versions of the show, but it'll be every night just to kind of tell you what's been going on. So if you don't make it, hopefully you're going to be out there in the D23 Expo and you can say hello to us and we'd love to hear from you. But if you're not making it, we're going to try and bring you into the D23 Expo just a little bit while we're out there. Right. You know, we know that the 
D23 uh, Expo. They save a lot of announcement type of information. So hopefully you'll be getting news. I mean, obviously everything gets put on social media very quickly these days anyways, but uh, we'll try to delve into it a little bit more, like you said, in terms of recapping and talking about it mm-hmm. uh, at the end of each day. Yeah, we'll give you that little Tom and Michelle spin to yeah. it, you know, which means it'll be really weird. <laughs> but, you know, we're going to have some fun with that. Uh, other things we have planned, uh, we are going to be at the Riviera Resort at the Walt Disney World Resort. Uh, within the first week that it opens, we already have our room reserved. Right. We personally added on to our DVC membership <laughs> just to be able to do this, to go experience the Riviera Resort. We're gonna, we have it booked. We're going to be there very early on. So that's going to be in December of this year. So we're going to share what we think of the Riviera Resort. And there's also some other stuff going on about that time. It's a holiday time as well. We believe that the space-themed restaurant will be open at Epcot. Hopefully we can get some reservations to that so we can talk about that as yeah. well. And we're actually going to be trying two different types of rooms mm-hmm. at the Riviera. So we'll be you know, experiencing their studio, their one bedroom studio, their their studios, and then their one bedroom suites. Right. So we'll be able to bring that to you. And we also have a Disney cruise next uh, scheduled for next year. I mean, this, uh, this year, this year two of our podcast, but next year in 2020, uh, we're doing the long one, the Panama Canal cruise. And um, we're going to try and record some shows while we're on that. I don't know how, uh, what our ability will be to upload, but we'll probably record some while we're on the cruise. And mm-hmm. hopefully we can bring you a little taste of that as well and if you're going to be on that cruise uh, again um and any, if you're anywhere if you know we're going to be in the parks uh and you see us or whatever come up and say hello to us we'd love to hear from you we Absolutely. love you all so um and th- we have a lot of stuff that we have planned with that you know we're just kind of in the works right now but uh we're looking forward to another a really really fun year too yeah and uh like i said it you know we'd love to hear feedback from you and as we're doing these new shows or, or excuse me new episodes and if you have ideas you'd like us to delve into some information for you please let us know because uh we we enjoy doing this yeah and we do these for you i mean we'd really do them for us but we also do them for you and um (laughs) We love any ideas of topics, uh, any idea, you know, just input in general. We love it all. So, yeah, please, please connect with us. And, uh, you know, we we love all of you guys. We can't say it enough out there. But we finally are going to get to our special announcement. I put this off to the very end. (laughs) Our special announcement. And it's another thing that's kind of happening this year for us. And we've been in works with this for a while now. Michelle actually came up with the idea. And when she said it, I thought it was brilliant. And I don't know <laughs> if you want to tell them what it is or if you want me to tell them what I it think is, you Michelle. should tell them. Okay, so some of you, it's come out a couple times on this show. Not a lot, but um, I have a little culinary experience. I actually went to culinary school. We owned a small um, a boutique catering company for uh, about five years, ran it. It was fairly successful. We got a lot of great reviews, but it just, the time it spent for versus, it's a tough business to be in and it just wore on us too much. So we decided to get out of it. I got back into radio and we were doing some other things and eventually it led us to this podcast. Well, the idea Michelle had is that what if we were to do something based on the culinary stuff that you do? She had the idea of why if we do a blog where you're recreating Disney dishes. Yes. <laughs> I loved that idea. So 
we have started a brand new page. It is up now. I just published it this morning. I've been working on it for weeks. I've been working on recipes for weeks. There's only one on there right now, but there are some to come where we are recreating some of your favorite dishes. And we'll be doing this constantly through uh, into the future, recreating some of your favorite dishes from the parks, from the resorts, from the movies, whatever. I'm going to be taking the recipe, recreating it as the recipe speaks and maybe adding my own little twist to it or whatever and then writing about it and telling you how you can do this better and with pictures and maybe eventually we're going to start doing some videos of these as well. So welcome to our future, which is our our second site, which is the Disney Dishes blog. Yeah. And so I am one of the main benefactors of this (laughs) because I get to taste a lot of great great food, uh, a lot of great memories from the parks as I take taste these dishes. Um, but we're hoping that you will also have a, a, a lot of fun with this blog as well, that you'll get to learn some, some things about it. Tom's done a great job of assembling information in a way that it can give you, you know, how does Disney do it? What are some techniques that can make it easy for you or easier for you? And, and, and like he mentioned, how to, to maybe make some of your own individualizing of some of these dishes. So we're hoping that you would really enjoy it, that you learn from it and benefit from it. And uh, if you have feedback on it or, or particular dishes that you want us to cover, we'll, we'll uh, definitely put those into the, into the bucket of consideration because there are a ton, a ton of examples of dishes that were, that you've already started, like you mentioned, and that we're looking to recreate as well. The dish that's up right now, the first one that we published that just you know, went out and I've got some more in the works that are going to be coming out every few days. Uh, but the first one that comes out right now is if you've been to Morimoto Asia at uh, Disney Springs at the Walt Disney World Resort. Maybe you've tried their hoisin sticky spare ribs. That's the first one I recreated. It is delicious. Um, I highly recommend you recreate it yourself in your kitchen, and I show you how to do it. And and I know Michelle really enjoyed that. Oh one. yeah, they were really really wonderful. And you know, as a, you know, it's. I know sometimes it can be hard to recreate a dish or hard to, you know, for some people, I, I'm not a great chef or you're, cook. I'm not a, a good cook. I'm, yeah, I'm C minus. But anyways, <laughs> um, you know, it, I appreciate that he's done it in a way that can really make it for the everyday cook to recreate these dishes. And um, so it's fun. Yeah, it, it, it's fun for me, and I know it's fun for you because yeah. I, we make we were kind of making these things, and we'll put them for dinner or for dessert yeah. or whatever. So, um, and I put some tips out there, you know, some ideas I have. Uh, yes, I'll try to go over the recipe as it's been stated, but I will also give some tips on how you might do it a little differently, what I would do differently, or whatever, you know. But and then I'll create it. You know, there's some fun things like there's one thing that I've that's going to come out eventually that is a peanut butter blondie from uh, Disney Cruise Line mm-hmm. uh, that. That uh, they do some really interesting, like really great chocolate candy work and stuff like that that I cannot do. <laughs> that is not my skill. So I just kind of do something a little more different that's fun. They kind of added onto the top of it. That it may not look quite as beautiful as what they do, but something that you might also be able to do at home. You know, it's not none of not a lot of us have the 
full pastry skill or they have these machines that can press these chocolate out right. and do some different things with it. But you can do these things in your own home and that's what I'm trying to accomplish here. Yes, and, and you did make that already and it was delicious. To the I made it twice now, I was just going to say, yeah. to the point where you, you agreed to make it again really quickly. Right. So, um, yes, this is this is a blog that we hope you all enjoy. It's some, something that we enjoy. It has a special place in our hearts because of you know one it incorporates so many things that we're passionate about whether you're talking food and Tom's experience with cooking you know going through culinary school etc and and obviously Disney yeah and all, that's, all that's, parts of Disney that's fun it is fun you know because a lot of times you go to Disney and you think about some of the great food and now this is a way to recreate it's so funny because we were at the Lamplight Lounge for brunch yesterday and when we were done I asked a server because you know you can get recipes for all these from the, right. the servers I'm like um, I'd like some of these recipes if it's possible and he's like well what do you need I'm like all of them <laughs> <laughs> so I gave him our email address hopefully he's going to send them so We'll be recreating those dishes as well. But coming up here, I told you about the sticky ribs. I also have, just in a couple of days, I have a herb-crusted rack of lamb that was from the Blue Bayou restaurant at the Disneyland Resort. We've got uh, a lasagna that it came from uh, the boardwalk at the right. Walt Disney World Resort. I, I even going to put in some of my own recipes. I have this really cocoa brown butter brownie that is my favorite brownie recipe. That's going to be on there. I've got something from the uh, the Skipper Canteen that was the, the, the these little pork dumplings that are made that are really good oh, and yeah. great. And they're not that difficult to make as well. And yes, even from the movies, I've got the ratatouille. Right. From Ratatouille. I made that as well. So this is all coming out and I've got many more planned. Uh, you know, they, 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 we kind of spaced out early on because we're going away for some time to go to Walt Disney yes. World. So I'm not creating any dishes while I'm there, but I'm going to get some definite input on some new dishes to make while we're out there. And then uh, they'll be coming more frequently as we get back and I'm doing this day in and day out. Yeah. So um, again, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be, you know, something that supplements what we're talking about already with Disney. And we hope you really, really enjoy it. Right. So check it out. It's uh, the Disney Dishes blog. You can find it right now. It, the website is up. It's going DisneyDishesBlog.com. That hoisin sticky rib uh, recipe is up there. Uh, on Twitter and Facebook, we're at Disney Dishes. And you can find us on Instagram at Disney Dishes blog, and I believe we're on Pinterest as well. You just need to activate right, the account. Gonna, yeah, right? it's been a it's been a secret board that we're going to open right. up, <laughs> and that I believe is going to be also Disney at Disney Dishes blog. Is that when it's going to be on uh, Pinterest? It's actually right now going to be under the Hyperion Adventures podcast, and oh, okay. then I'll create the secondary Got account. It. Right now, it'll be under that that. Um, that umbrella got it so that's what we have coming up for you and that's our special announcement and we hope you join along in this culinary journey we're going to go on through to have a little disney in your own home in your own kitchen every once in a while and we're going to have some fun with that and we would love your recommendations on some dishes you'd like us to recreate right and if you do recreate any we'd love to hear about it whether you you know just contact us through social media or through our gmail let us know what you've tried what worked what didn't work if you have questions mm -hmm. if you try a dish and you have have some questions let us know about that too because we want this to be fun for you yeah and you can do it either way you can do it through our hyperion account you can do it through our disney dishes account uh hyperion adventures podcast at gmail.com we also have a disney disney dishes blog at gmail.com web uh email address as well if you want to contact us that way so this is gonna be fun we're looking forward to it so we this show has been tremendously long although when i first went into this it, i actually thought it was gonna be longer so it's not quite as long as i expected but i knew it would be a long show so. i know i actually say when you 
you're talking about Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, I was like, oh man, this is going to be. This is going to be a three hour <laughs> yeah, show. You're talking about Avengers Endgame. Specific decorations. You got there. nothing on us. No, it's, it's not going to be that bad, but it is a long show, but that's okay because I feel this is a special show, so it's okay uh, for it to be long. But we still, just like every show that we've done so far, we want to wrap up our show with a tip of the week, something that might help you in the parks, something that might help you on, you know, run Disney races, Disney Cruise Line, whatever it may be. And of course, this week, it's all Galaxy's Edge. So our tips are both going to be about Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. And of course, Michelle always has the best <laughs> tips. So we always lead off with her from week one until now. Michelle's tips are the best tips. So again, up into season two, the 53rd episode <laughs> of the Hyperion Adventures podcast, the second year Michelle's tip is the tip of the week. <laughs> well, thank you, honey. Uh, this is the first time ever, I think, that we actually shared the tips to each other in advance. Um, and so, Just because we wanted to be sure, because we, we were talking about virtually the same subject, so yeah. we wanted to be sure we weren't crossing over one another. Um, but I, I think it's funny, now that I know, you know your tip and my tip, I have to say, this week... The best tip goes to you because mine's going to be kind of quirky. Um. Well, that fits to our show <laughs> know, for a year, right? right? <laughs> so my tip in regards to Galaxy's Edge is the issue of um, silverware or utensils. <laughs> right? Who wouldn't want Would to talk about that? you expect anything different, really, <laughs> Who honestly? Who wouldn't want that? Um, no. So just a little interesting thing that would hopefully help make things um easier for you if you're ever in the situation where if you order food from one of the restaurants at Galaxy's Edge, they do not have disposable utensils. Makes sense. It really does. So um, they do have the ability to give you like a to-go box if you want to transfer any leftovers, but they they are serving you at all their their places with with items that are like real dishes and, and, you know, it's a real spork. It's a spork. It's a it's real spork. spork. Not a, yeah, not not disposable, a disposable spork. spork. Yeah. Um, so if you do feel like, A, you want to have the ability to have leftovers, you know, or to, like, if you're in, in the experience like we were, where you only had four hours, you wanted to maximize what you're doing and, and go out and, and finish off maybe your meal somewhere else, or if you find yourself wanting to be in not maybe wanting to be, but you find yourself in line for uh, the cantina for 45 minutes and you need a bite to eat to help you sustain yourself, um, pick up some disposable flatware elsewhere, (laughs) you know, and they have it throughout the Disneyland resort parks, you know, so whether you're at California Adventure, which there's actually at flows come individually wrapped, um, or if you're at Disneyland parks at any of their, um, their restaurants or, you know, fast food sites, you can, you know, pick up some of those, but it's just to make it easier. If you do want to have that available to you, like you mentioned earlier on, we purchased the food and then we brought it back where we stayed at a a resort that actually had a microwave. So we Mm -hmm. could, you know, have it at better temperature and stuff like that. But yeah, that would be my, my tip for you is to consider flatware if you have (laughs) thought that you might need it because you won't find it there and there was they they really didn't have any opportunity to give me anything yeah so yeah Yeah, they're very green on the planet yeah that's right they don't want to waste anything and they don't want to any disposable wear right absolutely And, and it made total sense and i totally got it just i wasn't prepared for it well i wasn't prepared that we were going to want to 
take anything back. I, right. th- I thought we would. Well, just- also, we, we tried to t- grab something while we were in line for Oga's Cantina to yeah. eat. And we thought, okay, well, we'll go in there and have a drink and we'll just snack on this while we're in there, except for that we couldn't bring any, any, sil- any flatware in there with right. us. So we kind of ended up being forced to hold on to it for a little longer than we planned. So it was going to be interesting. Um, but that was fun. Yeah. Um, but you know, and Michelle's tips quirky. Yes. But again, <laughs> here is why Michelle's tip once again is the best tip. Now, Michelle's tip, as far as we know, goes for the future of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, at least at the Disneyland Resort, and I assume eventually at the Walt Disney World Resort as well. It's right. going to go on for a long time. My tip is only going to be good for a little under three weeks. <laughs> Um, so, and it's just going to basically deal on, uh, if you have a reservation and how to plot out your day, if you're, if you have a reservation at the Disneyland resort and that goes on until, uh, June 23rd after right. the June 20 on June 24th, there's going to be a different system. And so this may be thrown completely. I, we, that's a, an undiscovered animal right now. We don't know how to approach it yet, but I'm going to, if you have a reservation coming up, I'm going to tell you a few key things you want to know going into there since we have some experience with that. Now we've also been watching the app like a hawk trying to figure out the time to do everything so one thing you want to know is know your window you know what your four hour window is if you're the first window in the morning or the last window whatever that may be in the evening you're in the best window because you're only going to have an overlap from other windows of one hour every other window has overlaps from two different windows right. so like let's say if you're at the eight to noon window your only overlap is 11 to noon where no, another group of people are coming into there right the uh, the 11 to uh three people have an overlap of 10 to 11 with the morning group or excuse me 11, 11 to noon right with the morning group and then from two to three with the two to six group right so you have a two-hour window where you're the only group in there so you kind of have to know your way around there you know, and know when there's going to be more people in the park and they're going to go to the more popular things right when it gets off and starts. So right. if you're looking to do some of the more popular things, you might want to look for that window when it's just your group in there because you know there's a good portion of people that aren't going to be in there. So when you go first in there, prioritize what you really want to do that day. Do you want to do Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run? Do you want to do Oga's Cantina? Do you want to do Savi's Workshop? What are those that you want to do because there will be lines for all of those and especially Oga's Cantina there will be times when the Millennium Falcon Smugglers Run will be the longest line but Oga's Cantina for at least from our experience there right. was continuously the longest right. line and they close off that line at various times because it gets too long Right. and if you're not there in time near the end of your uh, spot there they'll just close it off and say if you have whatever wristband you're aware for your time slot they're like nope sorry you can't come in there it's because exactly. it, you, 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 you can't wait in this line plus have the time in the cantina before your window would be done so they'll just cut you completely off so be prepared for that so um, prioritize I would suggest if you really want to do the cantina do that first go and hit that up first. We went in there, it was a 45-minute wait. In hindsight, that probably would have been the best way to approach it. We went into the Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run. Believe me, there are plenty of windows where you're going to be able to get onto Smuggler's Run. We could have done Smuggler's Run a couple times if we really wanted to because, yes, when it... For people first get in there and there's the crossover of two times that will jump up to 60 even 90 minutes but later on as you're getting farther into the day as you're getting closer to the end of your shift before um, the next shift comes in 
uh, it'll get down to 15 minutes again, right. uh, 20 minutes, a uh, more manageable time. So you'll still be able to do it. Like I said, you might be able to do it multiple times. Uh, but, you know, like I said, prioritize the, the Droid Depot line for if you actually wanted to build your own Droid was fairly long. Uh, Doc Undar's Den of Antiquities, that line was fairly long. And of course, like I said, Savi's Workshop, those lines. Prepare for those things. Know when you want to eat. Know when you want to check out. Just kind of have an idea going in. And uh, that will kind of help you just be prepared. And if you want to have any, if you have any questions for either of us on it, we'd be happy to share what we think of it, how you should approach it, maybe trying to make a plan on how you should do it. Because, uh, you know, depending on what you're looking for to do, because we have a little experience with it. Right. Yeah. No, that that's actually a really great tip because... It is, yes, it's only while they're having this uh, reservation time. And so it is trying to deal with the situation of having a set amount of time there. But it is important information. And who knows that some of this may have a carryover as popular as Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is going to be, whether we're talking here at Disneyland or at Walt Disney World Resort, when it opens up with the non-reservation system, you know, you still need to have some kind of a strategy. And I think what you're talking about now is really key there um, to have that kind of strategy and to understand, especially when you're in the, the four hour min, you know, four hour block period, like you said, with Olga's Cantina, we thought that 45 minute wait was long. And what ended up happening is we were in that line for 45 minutes, but we were also waiting to get into that line another 20 or 30 minutes. Right, so exactly. we we missed an opportunity to utilize that time because we thought 45 minutes was just too much. We bad. were about five minutes from giving up on, yeah. on being there. We're just kind of hanging out there and we're like, okay, if they're not, if that line doesn't open up in five minutes or so, we're going to go do other things. Right. And it opened up and we're glad we got into Ogus Cantina because we really wanted to experience that. But if that is key, if that is high on your list, uh, make sure you do that early, get right. into that early and knock that out of the way and then you can do a lot of like I said smugglers run can wait it'll open up and you'll have a plenty of good uh, a good line for you later on right. uh, but uh, like again just prioritize what you want to do maybe many, many people may have no interest in Ocas Cantina that's great there's also lots of other stuff to do and, you, you, and I, don't, I don't know why you wouldn't have interest in driving the William Falcon <laughs> but if you don't want to do that either I mean there's so much to do I mean we like I said we didn't, didn't even scratch the surface of all there is to do yeah there. so yeah. So that's it. Let's wrap up our anniversary yes. show. Uh, we, it's been a long show, but it's been a wonderful show. And we, again, we appreciate all of you out there. You've been so wonderful to us. And all those of you who took part in this show, thank you so very much. Thank we you. love you all. You are fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for joining us for this show. And thank you for joining us in the future of our shows. Right. We really, again, as always, we want to hear from you. We want to know what what are things you like to hear us research and talk about. And we love being interactive. And I feel like I just keep saying that over and over. But because it's true. It is true. Um, thank you so much. It's been such an honor and a pleasure. We're looking forward to continuing this. And we appreciate the feedback that you all still Want us to continue this? Yeah. <laughs> so, thank you. Didn't a couple of people out there say we're a professional show? I know. <laughs> Both sides of it. Like I'm all. You even heard in that cut that I put. Uh, you know, I was stumbling all over words. I've stumbled all over words in this episode. Thank you for saying we're a very professional show. But that's that's kind of funny to us. But uh, thank you. You guys are wonderful. So, um, again, next week it's uh, our 
very special Hyperion Adventures <laughs> podcast. Again, Michelle and Kelly's story, her daughter, uh, that's going to be really spe- uh, really cool. I hope you uh, check that out. And of course, like I said, we're going to have a little bit of our Walt Disney World trip uh, on that show. Um, follow us. You know, we did some fun stuff the other day on social media with Galaxy's Edge and our day at Disneyland. Follow us on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast. Follow all these people that helped us out. They're wonderful people. Yes. We love them all. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. You can also find us at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. And if you ever want to contact us for any reason, uh, you can email us Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. Absolutely. And again, we really want to invite you all to to participate in whether it's social media or sending us information via uh, our Gmail account. It's been great first year hearing mm-hmm. and, and interacting with you all. We're, we're just thrilled and happy to continue this on. No question about that. Uh, subscribe to us in the future. Uh, first, you can actually you can find us on our website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. Please check us out there. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes and Google Podcasts. You can also find us on many places, but including Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. And if you have a moment, plus one, tell a friend about us, but also uh, if you have a little bit more time, a rating, or review. We got some great reviews. By the way, Nate and Serena, DVC Duo gave us a review this week. Jen Dillo gave us a review last week from Dillo's is um all those people thank you so much and thank you to anybody who says anything nice about our show we really appreciate it absolutely and if you have some information that you want to share with us in terms of some things to do it better we'd love to hear about that as well yes absolutely no question we do need, want to get better yeah as much as some people have said we're professional we are not <laughs> um, we always can be getting better and we want to get better we want to be a better show for you so let's wrap it up Thanks for listening to year one and now year two at the beginning of year two of the Hyperion Adventures podcast. We look forward to sharing some time with you again next week. But until that time, I'm Tom. I'm Michelle. And we hope that you have a magical week.